All right, what's up, guys? Robin Slim Show. <clears throat> we are live. It is the first of October, man. This year went by fast, dude. Yeah. Um, that, that was uh, Royce the Five Nine. What was the name of that song? Gun Don't harmonize me. Which is cool. I'm excited about tonight because we got this guy named Johnny D is going to be on it. He actually uh, just did a song with Royce the Five Nine. So that's pretty cool. I yeah. actually never, I never listened to too much of Royce. Like I heard the bad oh. medieval stuff. Yeah. Back in the day, Royce is nasty, man. He's been around for a long time, and I didn't hear from him for a while. So I didn't even know if he was still around. And then he, then he came back with uh, that CD. And oh, this is newer. Yeah, maybe about six years old. It was before uh, Bad Medieval, but um, he came out with that, and then they formed the group uh, Slaughterhouse. That was really good. That was with uh, Joel Ortiz and uh, Joe Budden and uh, someone else, somebody else, and, and Royce, and that was on Shady's label too. It was really good. <clears throat> Didn't him um, and Shady have a problem for a while? Or? Yeah, yeah, and then then they made they made up. Right, because I think they did a bad meet <laughs> yeah. tour recently. Well, actually. yeah, there was a song on Shady's first CD, um, that was called Bad Meets Evil. And it was him and Royce, and that's I guess why they named the, the CD that that they did together. Cool, that's how everybody doing tonight. Yeah, tired. Yo, last week was a that was a oh. weird episode we did. Ah, <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Yo, piece of shit. <laughs> it was uh, it was awkward. I mean, I don't know. Some of it was alright, but for the most part, it was awkward. But you know, you know what? You're gonna have those uh, those weird awkward episodes. Pretty I funny. think uh, we all got a little bit we we all got a little bit too drunk on that episode. And I've actually, after that, decided that I'm gonna try not to drink at all. Joined a program. I joined a program. Uh, <laughs> no, I was uh, I had a conversation with Pete a couple days ago about um alcohol, and I think like. For me, even a little bit of alcohol, like one beer, I can still feel that. I think it still has like an effect on your mind. Like even if it is, no, I, don't, I don't think it makes you a lightweight. I don't think it makes you a lightweight. No, it doesn't. It's, and I'm, not, no, I'm not saying like it's a strong effect. One or that, queer. You guys aren't hearing me out. I'm not saying that it's like. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no, what so I'm, wasted, man. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that even if, like, I feel like alcohol, even if it's a really weak effect, it still has that effect on you. Like, it might one. not be a strong thing, but it's still like I feel like I still zone out a little bit once I get that alcohol going, and I still start like missing things. You might need to get Pete, an MRI or something. Pete said he disagrees, and he thinks that it um, doesn't start affecting you until you no, have too many. I agree. I think even you know a little bit. Well, I mean, like, <clears throat> I I can see exactly what you're talking about after like three. Maybe yeah. it's, it's kind of, you know, slowing you down a bit. Yeah. But one doesn't really, one beer at least. Maybe one shot, maybe. But one beer, even if it is a very weak effect, it still affects you as soon as that alcohol. A glass of one six zero nine eight nine one eight eight nine six. Give us a call. A glass of scotch. Tell Slim he's a pussy. Where's your mail mix? You don't got your mail mix thing with you today? Oh, right? I do. You're not going to play that every time I talk to no, I didn't. I'll get it out. I'll get two thoughts. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, something I wanted to talk about real quick is, um, as everybody knows, we are, uh, Rob and I are Opie and Anthony fans. And uh, now I'm a new fan. I had started listening in January. Um, I did not cancel my SiriusXM subscription when Anthony got fired. And I've been listening to Opie and Jimmy every single day and i just want 
say that I think they're doing a good job. The first week they were having a little bit of problems, but they're now they they've been doing it, and they've been uh, Jimmy and Opie have been building a lot of chemistry together, and uh, I'm glad. The reason I'm bringing this up is because they re-signed, and a lot of people are giving Opie a lot of shit. They're doing all these memes where they're calling like scumbag Opie and calling him out for always complaining about the studio and complaining that Sirius XM doesn't do anything for them. But I, uh, you know, I just think people need to lay off because they're doing a good job. Opie's clearly having fun doing what he's doing, and, uh, you know, the, the hate, I think, is just unwarranted. It's just unnecessary. It's so, basically being know. a bunch of whiny little bitches that yeah. just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I get it. It is different. It's not the same show anymore without Anthony, but, you know, Opie's been doing a good job. He's been doing the show different. He's been bringing in different people every day. He has, like, Jim Florentine every week, Dan Soder, and all these guys do great, and it's Come literally on. every day since... I don't know what people are pissed. He's got a fucking Come on, Jim, Jim, wife and kids. Jim Norton's fucking hilarious. I've seen... Have you seen his stand-up? His stand-up yeah, is genius. A bunch of times. And I, I mean, the, the, the chemistry between Jim Norton and Opie uh, aren't, isn't as good as the chemistry between, like, Jim Norton and Anthony, but they're starting to build, you know? <laughs> but I don't know. You can't hate the guy for continuing to do his job. Like, what, what else a lot of those fans don't bitch about anything, though. Yeah, they're they're just just fucking they're gonna bitch about anything they possibly can. Yeah, and if Anthony's not pissed, he's the only one that would would kind of have a right, but he's fucking having a great time doing his own thing. So, I mean, they've already been there. They already have their fan base there. Like, it's fucking scary to move to another station. Where are they gonna go? Where are they gonna go? Regular radio where they can't say what they want? Like, yeah, Obi had mentioned that they uh, they had an offer with terrestrial radio, uh, but they don't want to you know deal with all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't have anything else to say about that. I just think uh, you guys got to just fucking lay off of Opie and Jim. They're doing pretty good. They're doing a good job. And, you know, it's a job. You would probably do the same thing in that position. Would you? I got a topic. I don't know if you guys ever have. Have you ever uh, fucked with anyone at work? Like, fucked with their shit or did anything like that? Oh, yeah. Like, this guy, uh... We used to push carts with him at Walmart when I was like back in high school. What, what'd you do to him? Oh, we put a. He, he left his car, his truck open, the doors of his truck, so we yeah. just stu stuck a bunch of Walmart stickers all all over his truck, all, <laughs> over, all in the windshield. Windshield. Nice. Well, those, like, I did that when I worked with a rat to a K Rock. <laughs> K Rock pickup truck they were giving away. And the company was so pissed they had to have a, they had to have a toad <laughs> back up to New York and uh, from like down here. And um, we just blamed it on the fans. The fans were pissed off in the first place. We had the, all the fans chanting, like, K-Rock sucks at this gig. Like, they were pissed off because they were charging for, like, an Aussie signing or something like that. So we went there, too, and I realized nobody was around the truck, so I just started plastering it. Me and a couple other people. Derek was involved. Uh, a couple people from, like, a sister station. And we covered the thing in our bumper stickers, windshield, everything. They had to have a tow. The president of their station called... Our station the next day and demanded we be fired and shit. Huh. Didn't get fired over that. It's just stickers. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. they had to have it removed, though. Eh? It's really hard. <laughs> what have you done, Slim? Nothing. I'm a pussy, man. I don't like fucking. 
I don't like fucking with people, man. I get wow. nervous. I get nervous that they'll find out, and then I don't want to deal with any of the drama, especially I, at, like, the workplace. It's I like, like to do, oh, like, right. ass gags, as I call them. <laughs> like, uh, an ass gag. Very well, sometimes, you know, if you don't wipe good enough, you got a little residual in there, and I used to just wipe it on, like, a napkin. And then <laughs> I'd wipe it on people's, like, locks on their lockers and shit, and then I took it to, I, I kept having to take it to, you know, the next level, me and my friend, uh, my buddy Kenny Lee. We used to do a lot of shit. We did a um, Hershey kiss on the uh, doorknob. Yeah, we did, a, we did an ass hat once. I got somebody's, uh, you know, the, the brim of their hat in, in my ass crack. Oh, uh, it smelled horrible. We also, <laughs> I, I think mean, you got a dirty asshole, man. Do you keep that shit clean? Or I you just clean it, but sometimes, you know, like I said, oh, you, 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 you thought you wiped it up, and then a little later, there's it's getting cranky. You know, it's itchy. Oh, you can tell. I gotta ask you this before you you rub your asshole over things. Do you like you know run a little bit? Make sure you get that ass. So sweaty or... Well, you're working, you know, you're working, you, you sweat a little bit, it's hot in there to begin with. And then, I think my favorite thing, the, the favorite level we took it to was uh, Ass Candy. This guy... Ass Candy? Yeah. <laughs> So the kind of things that they people your coworkers hear about and it strikes fear into their yeah it should thinking about it it's like like what Hitler would do uh this guy had um hard candies you know and the rapper on the one desk did you say something Hitler would do yeah that's what he would do striking fear so um yeah we unwrapped the candy we rubbed it in our assholes and we 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 wrapped it and the guy came in to, to you know to take over the press and you know. Right away, just opened one, popped in his mouth. We're oh, fucking dying laughing. He's eating the fucking ass candy. Um, also, I trimmed a couple pubes with um my razor knife. And then this one guy we had on the press, uh, we used to have those um, what are they, the little Kool Aid packets? You know, you put in the bottle of water. Yeah. So uh, he would always ask my uh the one guy I worked with for one, and so. When he was on break, I, I sprinkled a little pubes in there, bro. And we're watching him work, and, and he's coughing up like, <laughs> hairballs <laughs> back where he worked. And, I gotta... and, and you can tell <laughs> they're getting caught in his throat. He's picking them out. And, shit. and then I swear to God, I swear to God, later he went up to Kenny, and uh, that one was grape. And he goes, man, I, re I really like this grape. You <laughs> love the taste of your pubes, man. He did, bro. And I got a good Sweaty, one, uh, dirty pubes. And, uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, well, wait, hold on. I wanted to ask Rob, did anybody ever find out? No. They never... We tell our buddies, you know, everyone would have a laugh, but nobody. So nobody it's, a, it's always out. just like just you knowing and watching it. It's just laughing. Oh, yes, it's great. I got a fucking payoff. <laughs> I got a good one about my dad when he worked for the uh, park the park service. He used mm. to, um, there was this one maintenance guy there that, they, that everyone hated. No one could stand this guy. He used to have like temper tantrums all the time or whatnot. So they found. The, the one maintenance guy found this big black dildo in the trash. This huge <laughs> black rubber dildo. And my dad, he takes a napkin, he picks it up, and they tape it to the top of the guy's truck. <laughs> so the guy's driving around all day with this giant dildo strapped mm. to, the, to the hood of his truck. That's he doesn't great. realize it. Everyone's making fun of him, laughing about it. He finally realizes that there's a dildo on his truck. He gets fucking pissed, rips it off, starts, oh, fuck me up, throws it in the trash. Then he parks the truck and he goes in for his lunch break. My dad goes back with the with another, another the same one. dildo, or he got did he uh, grab it out of the trash. He grabs it out of the trash again and tapes it right back. On That's the nice. Truck. And That's then he awesome. starts driving around with it again. So my uh, my father used to do a lot of fucked up shit to kids in like when he was at school, and he told me this one story. Fuck their assholes. Yeah. Nice. No, he, no, he told me this one story <laughs> that I would never forget. That uh. He said there was this girl that everybody hated, and she was, like, real ugly, and her name was, like, Betty. 
Um, so one day, that was a show. <laughs> one day, he, Ugly Betty, you're right. But uh, one day he drew a picture of like this girl Betty, and he put like a bunch of thumbtacks underneath the picture, and he grabbed one of his buddies, and he was like, hey, Rob, Rob, come here. Come punch punch Betty in the face. And the kid was like, yeah, and he punches it, and just uh-huh. fucking gets all these thumbtacks caught in his hand, starts <laughs> running down the hall, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> My friend uh, Anthony, too, he... Uh, he took the one guy's boots that we hated because a lot of guys would leave their boots on the press and uh, took his took his boots and ran off laughing at the bathroom. He came back and we were like, what'd you do? He pissed in them. Just fucking <laughs> pissed in the guy's boots. They were soaked. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone ever go to like management and be like, somebody pissed in my boots? No, not that I know of. I mean, one of the kids, there was one kid there too. He was a temp and we told him if... Uh, we, we found one of those specimen cups. We brought it to him and we told him if he... If he jerked off in it, they'd hire him. They'd hire him. He wouldn't be a temp anymore. So he went up to the manager and asked him that. And he was so mad that we told him that he left for the day. Then he came back the next day and was threatened to sue us. We had to, we had to oh, speak to the head of the press. That's stupid that you didn't do anything wrong. You I just told just, him, you he, know. He was saying it was harassment. That's not harassment. I remember one time, he, he, was, he was a fucking retard. First of all, yeah, he was a fucking idiot to yeah. even believe that. I would have right. just laughed at you guys like, no, nah, you're fucking with yeah. him. Yeah. You know. And then... uh what was I going to say? One time, oh yeah, one time he was asking uh, everyone if they wanted to buy uh, Girl Scout cookies. So I was like, what'd you, what'd you fucking, uh, you have a, a troop in your basement, you have hostage there? And uh, he got really mad at me. You get mad over like dumbest shit, like little jokes. He was just a sensitive little kid. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was, he was a sensitive boy. You can't let shit like that bother you, man. You got to just, you know, it's whatever. It's not harmful in any way. Like, it's just jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. He a little ass candy. You get over it, bro. <laughs> a little ass candy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the best of them. what what you what you don't know won't hurt you. So if you yeah. don't know that you ate a little ass candy. You got pink eye. It's it's okay. You know? <laughs> Just go to the doctor and get a cream, bro. <laughs> That's it, man. It'll be all right. <laughs> I didn't think my shit was working. Or just won't on the Skype. They won't on the, if, uh, if we take any calls and you play any of them, yeah. they won't hear it. Like, uh, we'll still hear it and it records and everything. But, yeah, it's like we have to switch wires when we start uh, doing the interviews. Nice. Um, and we got, like, two rappers tonight, which is cool. Yeah. We got uh, Johnny B. He's cool. He did that song with Royce, like we said. Then we have Jay Sizzle or what's his other name? He's... Wild Bang? Oh, Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Why do you have like some... a Facebook game or something? I don't you know. A Facebook game. Yeah, I think that's one of the things he wants to promote. Is that it's not gay if you're on Facebook? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, then you jerk off with your buddy. It's not gay. It's <laughs> on Facebook. Is that the Facebook game? Yeah, that's what I think it is. Oh, all right. I wasn't sure what the Facebook game is. What's this shit with Ebola, man? Ebola going around again? Why you got, got it? Got a bo- I think uh, I did. Somebody in Texas apparently uh, contracted the disease. So. Now yeah. they're saying they're saying this is the first case, but I thought like a couple months ago that we were saying there was. Well, somebody no, this was in... the first case that was diagnosed in the U.S. So he, he was uh, in incubation while he was on the, the airplane. Oh, so he might have fucking spread well, it. They're, if he say, they're saying they're, spread his ass. They're saying that. You can't spread it when it's in its incubation period, but I mean, oh, they know that wanna, for sure. Or? Well, whether you want to believe the uh, the, uh, the CDC, it's it's uh, the CDC like to talk out of their asshole, so you really can't trust it. What um, what what does a, a bowl of do to you? It's basically a you know, it's, I mean, if you've ever read that book, The Hot Zone. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's always been like on the list of books that I want to read, but I haven't. Basically, got I, I what I know it's, it's from what I've. This book I read, but it's a what they call a hemorrhagic fever, I guess. 
That sounds deadly. And uh, basically what it does is it just melts the walls of your blood vessels and capillaries. That's what it uses to, you know, reproduce itself. And then it causes you to know, just bleed everywhere. Nice. And, that, and that's how it spreads. it spreads that way, right? Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body starts to, you get a high fever, you get like Damn. coughing, you, you puke up. Your blood starts to empty into your stomach Ugh. and starts puking that up. How nice. contagious, like I, I always thought, is it one of those things where like if somebody with a bowl is slept on a bed and then the next oh, day yeah, you slept you on the bed, yeah, you would get, you it. Will get it. And that, is that before they bleed it all out? Well, it they, still spreads or is it only spread when well, they die? I'm saying you, there has to be fresh blood contact or any type okay. of bodily fluids, but they're worried that, you know, what if it mutates and into like an airborne they really virus don't know. and it's going to yeah. be a problem. Hmm. They really don't know. Yeah, where did it? What's the origins of Ebola? Do you know any well, of that? They found, yeah, it's um, it's from the Congo. It first kind of outbroke, you know, among the <laughs> Ebola River in the Congo. <laughs> it's, a, it's an African <laughs> virus. Easy, buddy. We're talking about my ear. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Brandon's not here. <laughs> that fucking dude. Shit. Did you ever visit his grave lately, Slim? Yeah, I've been to his grave. I brought him some. Uh... Pissed on it? <laughs> we should do that later for the show. He's got a new coffin now. He's a firebird. <laughs> they buried him in that piece of shit. <laughs> That's fitting. Oh, yeah. What it's we got? Manual, man. <laughs> <laughs> manual. <laughs> manual. Emmanuel Lewis. That was Webster. You guys want to hear the... Oh, I want to show you this. This is what I want to show you. I saw this. Uh, I was going through the uh, video forms on Reddit. Yeah. And this is an Acura dealer... Uh, ship commercial it's in uh bridgewater new jersey nice and i love those <laughs> just watch this commercial bad fucking local fucking commercials they're the best all right right uh all right hold on talk for a second i forgot to set something up so give me one second to get something ready here all right so this is a commercial i found for the uh acro dealership ready for this most wives think they're the woman behind a successful man, but Eleanor knows Bill has always given his customers what they want. And I could be ah! <laughs> Her fucking eyes! She's a... Uh, she's definitely... Scary looking cunt. She's definitely... Would you bang her, Slim? Oh, God. Did you bang her? <laughs> no, I fucking wouldn't. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> She's definitely one of them reptilians. <laughs> what the fuck is that? She's a lizard, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna call him right now and ask if his wife's a lizard. <laughs> your wife, Frankie lizard. Tube States. She has scoots on her stomach. <laughs> oh my god! Is that just too much uh, uh, plastic surgery? Yeah. Like um, yeah. Be proud. Wow. To fit Where is this? BridgewaterAccurate.com. One eight seven seven five seven two ninety one ninety eight. This guy with his uh, reptilian trophy wife. Oh my God! <laughs> trophy whore. Ew. Should we call them and ask uh, about a car or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? I want to talk to uh, Bill about Eleanor. <laughs> Hello. 
The number you have dialed is no longer in service. Oh, they went out of business. Oh, you know what probably happened? Because oh. that video went viral. And everybody, everybody probably kept yeah. calling them. <laughs> we have that other commercial I found for dump cakes. Dump I cakes? It... What's a dump cake? Is that like when you take a dump on a cake? That's what I thought. It's You take a shit on a pie tin. Uh, it was. It came on. I was watching Adult Swim last night. I thought it was a joke at first. and No, it's not. Is that not. one of the things? You, did you ever do a dump cake to anybody? No, I haven't done that yet. A blumpkin. <laughs> but uh yeah no it's this broad this she sells other shit i've seen her with her other delicious bullshit homemade desserts but recipes can be complicated and take so long to make oh yeah Hi, kathy mitchell here with my new dump cake dump forget measuring now you can easily make homemade desserts in minutes it's as simple as dump and bake for delicious desserts every time guaranteed oh, that looks watch delicious. this oh, Start with dump on your favorite cake mix and finish with a can of soda. Or you can use diet for a Why is a soda going in Yeah, soda. What the fuck? Maybe a beer, but not a soda. Oh, so scrumptious. It looks like a dump cake. This some more chocolate cake in a skillet. And easy? Here's the cake mix. Just dump on the good stuff. Chocolate chips, marshmallows, even chocolate cookies. It's a real dumping old bag of shit. Best dessert ever. Best dessert ever. Just dump syrup, syrup sugar, Whoa. cinnamon, and nuts in a pan. She's a help And then mug. just layer in some biscuits. Oh, biscuits. Some fresh, what? warm, sticky buns. <laughs> just like Grandma Ew. used to make. <laughs> yeah, Grandma yeah. made those? Speedy mug recipes. Crushed pineapple, angel food cake mix, one minute in the microwave, and yummy pineapple upside dump. Oh, cake. yeah. Really cakes are great in the microwave. <laughs> my, uh, my grandmother used to make this awful fruit cake, man. It had gumdrops in it. To make homemade cakes. <laughs> my dump cake fruit cake. We should eat that at Christmas. It's disgusting. Oh, man. You should have seen this. But wait, there's more. Beefy biscuit bake. It'll make you dump logs for days. Oh, yeah. Oh, you dump dish. Oh, you got a nice dumper, lady. I made the caramel apple dump cake in just 20 minutes. It was the best dessert ever. You'll God get both cookbooks, dump cakes, and dump dinners for I'm just starving. $10. Cakes with over 250 Two books. homemade recipes. Wow. You should get her on the show. We should. I want to hold a... A dump party where, like, I'm just gonna serve, like, I'm gonna take a shit on a platter and that's gonna, gonna be the appetizer. We could do dump tubs. We could take shits in the bathtub tonight. <laughs> and then make an infomercial for it. Dump pizza. Acerone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, did you guys see the, uh, the hitchhiker? It's like this, uh, South Korean musician who's, like, really big. Oh, like, God, no. Or was he from, yeah, I guess uh, I think he was, Korea. was he from yeah, North Korea? No, was was Korean. North Korean. is the fucking South? communists. Yeah, they yeah. don't allow anything out. This <clears> is, like, everybody, like, they, they even made, like, a trailer for this talking about how great this guy is. He's called the hitchhiker. Apparently he's, like, you know, a really big deal. He's known worldwide. This is it. Or that yeah, ad. This is uh, this is good shit. Oh no. Sounds good. That may be the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life. That'll be the next one, just gargling for an hour. That actually made it sound better. I like it, though. It's fucking trippy. It's pure evil right there. I would listen to this for, like, a loop, like, hours. 
This is your go to bed music. Yeah. <laughs> I really just don't get it. <laughs> How do you not get it? There's I get it. Get. Besides a boner. <laughs> this is the part you come at. <laughs> I guess that guy in the suit's supposed to be the uh, the hitchhiker. Yes, he is the hitchhiker. Yeah. Is this like the new dubstep? Yeah, oh God, I, please I so. no! I fucking hope so. Eleven. Yeah, I think this song is actually called Eleven. <laughs> Alright, I'm actually gonna stop it. No! Oh, you want me to keep playing it? Yes! Alright, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> you, you love it, huh? Yeah. It is actually not bad. It's kind of like. It's kind of terrible. That's. <laughs> I don't think so. I actually kind of like it. <laughs> just uh. a random bird. <laughs> <laughs> the video is just so bizarre. La la la. Yeah, but this isn't the best la la song. I'm gonna show you the best la la oh, song no. I've ever heard. After this, when this is over, I have a really good la la song. Oh, you're gonna like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's in the zone over there, man. Great. <laughs> Can I stop it yet? No. <laughs> Why not? It's great. How long does this go on for? Not this? long <laughs> enough. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> is this just like a foreign language? It's in Korean. I guess. It's a lot. What does law mean in Korean? I have no idea. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of that die ant word. Oh god, that die ant word. Dude, Haas is awesome. You ever hear die ant word? <laughs> I'm making a mix over there. It goes along with the song. <laughs> He's gonna be a big oh, star, this hitchhiker. Horrible. That was amazing, was but that's Drek. Not... Yeah. <laughs> Drek. Drek. Oh, I guess my sound's... But you want to hear some real Drek. You see this... Well, yeah, that that was like... I guess you would call La La if there was like a La La genre, which it's apparently La La Drek. Like, a, a, lot, a lot of people do La La songs, and I have a girl here who's... Uh, I can't pronounce her name. It's like Jessia or something, and she did a La La song. <laughs> there was another one not too long ago. I, I forget how the song went, but... Of course, la 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 songs with the Robin Slim Show. Dude, doesn't she look like a porn star? Like, yeah, she reminds me like Rebecca Black or something. Just singing. She's definitely terrible. One of those Jersey Shore cunts. Like Jay Wow or something. 
fuck is she even saying? It, it, be more funny. <laughs> Yeah, you suck. I think she's great. She's hot. She's got those blowjob legs. Like, she'd be great, like. I think she'd be great in a porn sucking a dick somewhere, but. She should really just. She not, her, her face is oh just bad. so beat looking. <laughs> Look at her. She's got an alright body. Chick must really think highly of herself if she thinks she can sing. How many views does this piece of shit have? Probably more than any of our shows. Why, why? Oh yeah, I know that. I just asked how many. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> wow. Does it have a lot of uh, dislikes? Yes, it does. I think it's all dislikes and maybe... It's, uh, let's see, why don't I see the likes? Oh, yeah. I don't, uh, Maybe they blocked <laughs> I them out. thought this level of perfection uh, doesn't exist. <laughs> harmonic piece of art. <laughs> Phenomenon. Dude, even even the music was off-key in that. <laughs> what the <laughs> voice, voice of an angel. Holy all shit. Over. Uh, that's all she did, though. Like, she doesn't have any other videos up. She has this one song, and it's, like, two years old. I think she might have died. From she sucking too much dick. She probably if died in an awful car accident. Or she choked on somebody's dick. Alright, well, I think uh, we'll take a break here and we'll be back. Unless you guys want to talk about that great song we just listened to. Both of it was Drek. Nothing to say about <laughs> it. She's hot, right? Fantastic. You think she's hot? I'd fuck her as long as she didn't do that la 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 thing. I want her sticking it to her. I want her. I want her to do the la 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 when I'm sticking it to her. I want to do her doggy style and I want her to go la la la. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> All right, guys, we're taking a break. We'll be right back. All right, what's up, guys? It's the Robin Slim Show. We are back. Uh, we have uh, my stepfather, uh, Donnie, on the line. Uh, Donnie, the reason we got you on the line is because I. Uh, we have a clip from Keith Olbermann, who was uh, putting down Jeter, and I don't really know anything about baseball, but Rob really wanted to talk about this, and I figured we'd get another sport guy on the line. Sports guys! All right. All right, so we'll play this in a second. We getting a call? Nothing came up. Yeah, I heard something. It heard, I heard a bloop, and it said recent. I don't know. We begin with a correction. Donnie, can you hear that all right? Derek Jeter is not the greatest person in human history. He did not invent baseball. He did not discover electricity. He is not the greatest shortstop who ever lived. Nobody said he did, Dick. all the terrific players in the history of the New York Yankees, he is not by any measure number one. In my words, for me, he's... You know, for me, he's number one. Jorge Posada. Ruth, Garrick, DiMaggio, Mantle, Munson, Nettles, Randolph, Messina, Ruffing, heaven forbid, A-Rod? No, Jeter. Because, as Jorge Posada has just explained to us mortals, Posada saw Jeter play, which is the crux of the disconnect here. Huh. Objects in the side view mirror may actually be smaller than they appear. Derek Jeter has been in that mirror for 20 seasons, and to many fans, basically every sports fan under 30, he is the only object that has always been in that mirror. In fact, you have to be at least 41 or 42 years old 
to have a clear memory of the New York Yankees winning the World Series without Derek Jeter. Hence this endless victory lap, this coronation, this succession of parting gift baskets, this force-fed adulation of a player, an excellent, long-serving player, but nowhere near an immortal, ludicrously capped by three separate last days. First, ceremonies he's, at Yankee he's Stadium. He's the modern day like Babe Ruth. He is. Designed to give his team opportunity to sell otherwise meaningless tickets. Yeah, you never heard anything about him like doing it. any, like... Steroids or anything. Yeah. He never had any dirt on him. He was a good guy. He's not like A-Rod. A-Rod had, you know, all the allegations. Even Clemens. So many good players, though, like, had the allegations of uh, steroids and all. He never did. I don't know. And Here's they kept my... him. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's my take on it. Guys played 20 years in the majors. Mm. He has a 310 batting average, 3,465 hits, 260 home runs, 1,311 RBIs. Yeah. This guy was a 14 time All Star, a five time World Series champion. He's a Yankees all time leader in games, hits, doubles, and stolen bases. Yeah. He's the all time hits leader by a shortstop in Major League history. You know, I mean, I don't know how you argue with that, that he's yeah. not yeah. regarded as the greatest Yankee of all time. And, and they never considered trading him. They never moved him out of his position. They they, they never would even consider any sort of trade for him. You know, off, the, off the field, he started a, a foundation called Turn 2, the foundation for mm. children and teenagers that avoid drug and alcohol addictions. Yeah. I mean, like you said, guys took no PEDs. Never had a drug or alcohol offense. Yeah. He's all around a great guy on the field and off the field. I think this guy's butthurt. He probably wanted a, a fucking uh, signature or something at one point. Jeter wouldn't sign it or, or he wanted, you know, to, to fuck him. And Jeter was like, no, I, I like broads. I'm not into you, Keith Oberman. And Keith Oberman, he's pissed. He's holding a grudge. I think he's just looking for fucking ratings because he had the whole season to talk shit on him. But now he's doing it, you know, he just did it as, you know. Jeter was, you know, getting ready to retire. Like, he's just a fucking ratings whore. <clears throat> yeah, in my right. opinion, Jeter's the man. Yeah. Truth down. Yeah. Hands I, down, the truth. I mean, he's the best. Yeah, I, the, the whole team was great back then. The whole team was great. You had Paul O'Neill, you had Bernie Williams, you had fucking Scotty Brocious, even guys that didn't wouldn't do anything all season. And then once October came, they'd fucking kill it. But, like, the whole team was great. Nobody ever said Jeter won us. Every one of those fucking, you know, World Series, but he was another great player on that team. And he's Listen, the only one left from that era. A five-time World Series champion in, in 19 seasons, 14-time All-Star. Who could argue that he's not the best? Yeah. You know, even his teammates gave him the nickname of Captain Clutch and Mr. November <laughs> due to his outstanding play in the postseason. I don't even think he cared I mean, much about the money either. Like, he he made a lot, I'm sure, but I, I never heard him bitching about, you know, how much he made and all that. And you don't hear any stories about him knocking out his girlfriend in an elevator? That's <laughs> <laughs> football players. Yeah, <laughs> only football players do that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, are we going to listen to the whole thing? He just, he I just don't know. goes, he just on, goes and on, on and on. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. Do you want to keep listening to it or no? He says at one point he starts talking about how, like, uh, He's not the guy's not dying, and everybody's kind of treating him like, you know, like he's dying. And I, I but, kind of agree. No, but with it's that nice. Over. Like he's being remembered now. He doesn't have to wait till after he dies. Like he's a great fucking player, and I, I, he's being treated the way he should be. And, and oh, he does say something about like Derek Jeter putting down the um, paraf uh, what's that memorabilia fucking business? But I'm sure he just made a couple jokes. Like I'm sure he wasn't calling people idiots for buying sports memorabilia. Like the guy's just a prick.
Donnie, what's going yeah. on? What's going on with your Redskins? Did they change the name? They are not changing the name. As oh. as the owner. I thought it was gonna be the Foreskins. You know, here, here's my here's my whole take on the Redskins nickname. Okay, you got the Chiefs, just on Monday Night Football. You got the Chiefs doing the tomahawk and all that. You know, how can they nickname themselves as Indians, right? Have their slogan, have the tomahawk chant in the stadium through the whole game, right? But you're gonna you're gonna take a nickname like the Redskins and say that's racial. I got the Braves. You, know, you got the Browns. Like, like what's the Browns? What's the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> you know, their, their logo. Their logo is a dog. The Browns is represents a dog. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong about with that. that. <laughs> you know, not that the Redskins score a lot of touchdowns, but when they score touchdowns, their their motto is "Hail to the Redskins, Hail to Victory." <laughs> Braves on the warpath, fight for old DC. I don't know what's disparaging or, or, or disgrading on degrading on Redskin Indians. I just don't know. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of things wrong with names, but I, being a Redskins fan, and, and I don't see any degrading in it. I'm sorry, but there's Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, has given tons of money to organizations to help Native American Indians in the nation, not the put a bad name on them, but to help them. So, I, I don't know. I think now the SEC is looking to ban the Redskins name and to find the networks for any sportscaster that uses the Redskins name during a broadcast of a game. So, they might get their way, but as far as the owner says, he's not changed the name. 80 years of tradition and history as the Redskins, then they're going to remain that. Although they suck, my favorite team sucks. <laughs> but but the Redskins or whatever we're gonna call them in the future, I'll still be a fan. Is the NFL still doing that thing where they're gonna start like penalizing people for inappropriate behavior or for like saying like nigger? Oh, uh, yeah, that 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 actually came into effect this season. Yes, wow. the the referees and umpires are to penalize a, a team and find them for any players that use the N-word on the field. Is it just the N-word, or is it just inappropriate things in general? Like, can they shout, like, cunt and stuff like that, or? Um, I think they, they still use flagrant words, yes, but uh, <laughs> the N-word, yes, will be penalized and fined on the team that they use that. What's your? T how do you feel about that? Because I think that's just silly. Because, I mean, you know, especially if it's a black guy, they're going to say it anyway. They're going to call their teammates or their uh, opponents. That. They, they can. They, they can. And my take on it is I don't like the word, but, you know, many people use it, so I, I'm not going to comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because we, we can talk about Christianity and religion all night if you want. We can do a 10 week uh, podcast on religion and Christianity, but at, right now I'm not going to comment on the N word. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Donnie. <laughs> we, we, go, we go, we're going to let him go. All right, th thanks for talking to us, man. We're going to let you go. All right, have a good show. You All too. Right. Take care, man. See you. Take care. All right, what else we got? We got Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, so what is it? So going back, I guess, Tracy Morgan, uh, it was the big accident where a Walmart driver driving like a Walmart truck <clears throat> hit his limo bus. Yeah. And they it killed one of the comedians in the bus with them, yeah. injured everybody else. And I believe Tracy Morgan, you were telling me, is like really – still injured and might not ever be able to act again because yeah. of it. And now Walmart, he's decided he was going to sue Walmart 
because he believed that the uh, Walmart shouldn't be having their drivers drive and like stay up without any sleep or something like that. So he started a lawsuit against Walmart, and now Walmart is trying to place the blame on Tracy Morgan, saying that uh, that it was his fault because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. That's fucking retarded. I don't I think, think you have to on a limo bus. I think Walmart is run by a bunch of cunts. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I don't understand how you could do that to somebody. How? You, first of all, it, it's clearly your driver's fault that the car accident occurred. They didn't do anything. They weren't recklessly driving or anything like that. And uh, even if he was wearing a seatbelt, he probably still would have been injured. Especially if it, the, the accident was that bad that a guy died. Like the seatbelt well, isn't going to save like, you. What tractor trailer or something that he got in an accident with? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah one of he those was going to get in a bad injuries anyway, even if he was wearing a seatbelt. I always thought that Walmart just like settled, you know, like right away, like out of court. But I guess not. They're just being scumbags. Yeah, that's like really fucked up. I don't know how you could do that to a guy. Well, they got like basically Satan is running the company now. Satan is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? Back in your hole. Satan. Anything. Just stories. I don't know what else we had. Oh, I don't know if you had more on the Tracy Morgan thing. Or... No. I... Nothing else to say. It's fucking retarded. What do we got? Well, this guy did a pulled a classic on his eye. He ordered T-shirts for his high school, and he pulled a really good uh, classic prank. Look, check this out. This is what he got printed on the T-shirts. Are you my own cum? No, this is no. That's, I kill dogs. That's a different guy now. La la uh, la. <laughs> <laughs> We we pen fifteen biggest we around. 15. We no we are pen fifteen biggest around, and it looks like <laughs> we are penis. That's great. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. <laughs> I like that one. I would totally have wore that shirt to school. <laughs> I'll wear it right now. I don't give two fucks. Send us that. But yeah, there was a guy I actually saw the Anthony Cumia show had posted it. A uh, guy that was um he says he's not gay. But there's videos that have leaked of him eating his own cum. That's fucking gay, dude. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I have a clip it's of him somewhere. That's fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking... So gay. I am gay. Do you got something coming in on this guy? That's what it is. I'm messaging. Messages oh, will come in. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, that's what it is. Thank you, Ricky. I'll work on that another time. Uh, I'm trying to actually find the clip of this guy, but it's a video of him. Okay, here it is. This is him uh, telling people he's not gay. <laughs> Most of you know me by now. Um, I just wanted to say, I know that there are videos going around of me. Uh, I understand. Homo! Um, but I wanted to say a few things. I wanted to say a few things. One, I'm not gay. Uh, yes, you are. videos... <laughs> I can understand making me look that way, um, and I respect. There are videos of him eating his own cum. Um, I'm not gay. I'm straight. Um, it's a little bi curious. And let me tell you why I made those videos. Ew. I needed money, plain and simple. <laughs> <I made it laughs> what? Um, what did he make? He's a only cocky video. Uh, he's gay for pay. <laughs> you have seen just maybe a few of the very many. I was accidentally gay. The last two years. It's not gay if you're on Facebook. Fag. So queer. I just wanted to tell you guys that you know, Homo. I posted those videos. I was naive about it, thinking that they, oh, were they tricked me. Someone started the whole thing and posted it online, <laughs> or a few people did. And, and uh, you know, it is what it is. 
is what it is. Can't do about it. He eats his own dick. Um, it's humiliating. It's um, it's embarrassing. Can't really walk around. His parents must be proud. Being, like looked at weird or. Uh, people yell, "Come eat her!" Walks around. He's the uh, the gay cum drinker. Um, but I'm gonna continue uh, drinking being cum. gay. I guess I'm gonna continue maybe doing um, you know flexing or whatever on YouTube. Flexing uh, on YouTube is that what he does? Start acting and stuff and. Uh, but um, you guys can think what you want. I don't care anymore. I really don't. I can't. Why post oh, you care, bro. Yeah, why post a video then They're if you don't fucking you, care? You care, you fucking princess. Either, so. Definitely gay. You can tell on his face, too. Look how to sad he looks. I, yeah. People posted them He's on, a sad fucking I, queer. I He's probably got, them. like, the nerdiest kids, like, coming up to him, calling him gay. You know, like, <laughs> 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 yeah. He yeah. ate his own cup. <laughs> but, um, anyway. Um, I guess keep updated my channel. Take care, guys. I read like what he did is uh, they said that he like cummed on the base of his thumb and then he like stuck it in his mouth and Ew. uh was like made like a weird Sucking face his but thumb? Just started licking off the cum. That's disgusting. <laughs> Who man. paid him for that? Who was like, all right, I want you to masturbate at a video and then you have to eat your own cum and I'll give you ten bucks and uh, <laughs> extra hundred bucks for a cummy burp, <laughs> a nice cum bubble. <laughs> that's that's a good cum belch. Yeah. That's a good hundred bucks. Right I needed money, so I ate my own cum. <sighs> I've seen that once in a porn. I was watching some like disgusting like gang gangbang porn, and this guy like comes on this girl's face, and then he goes up and licks his cum off her face. You would <laughs> watch that. Nasty. Yeah, I actually typed in "guy eating cum," and then, uh, <laughs> that's what came up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Um. Where are we at here? What else have we got? Anything else on the cum eater? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a cum eater too. He looks like a fucking queer. He sounds like a fucking queer. <laughs> it's not gay, guys. It's not gay yeah, to Pretty gay tattoos, cum. though. Want to do a list? I got a pretty cool list here. Sure. This was, uh... Creepy things that, like, kids have said. Daddy, my poopy hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see this. The first one is I jokingly asked, "What's the best way to get a girlfriend?" A seven-year-old's response: "Tell her to be my girlfriend, or she will never see her parents again." It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nothing wrong. Good with advice. That. <clears throat> Another one is uh, when I was about three, we had a cat who had still-born kittens. I asked my father if we can make crosses for them, which he did. As he was making them, I asked, aren't they too small? Dad said, what do you mean? I said, aren't we going to nail them to them? And then uh, it says after that, the dad uh, paused for a few minutes and then said, we're not going to do that. And she goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, I guess that's that reminds what me of a cartoon I made once called The Stillborns. It's on Newgrounds. I think you can still, still find it. The stillborns? Out there. Yeah, it was like <laughs> the Osborns with dead babies. <laughs> <laughs> and there were like celebrity babysitters like, uh, who was the bitch that died? I don't know. Anna Nicole Smith. Fucking Michael Jackson was one of them. There was, there was a, I think Marilyn Manson was one of them. Pokemon, too. Yeah, that was... I saw the Pokemon that you Ricky made. That was some good stuff. Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Three of them. All right. My son, from the age of three, always tells me about the Creeper Man. 
who lives in my mom and dad's bedroom. He brings it up after he visits them. I made the mistake once of asking what he looks like. My son said, oh, he doesn't have a face. That one isn't really that bad. He's probably not really seeing anybody. Uh, let's see. Kind of looks like, looks like the com eater. He looks like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm keeping that up there. Well, I like instead of not having guy. a face, he's got some cum on his face. <laughs> That's it. He just had cum smeared all over his face. So the kid just thought it was like a ghost. He's all white and shit. All right. Uh, I was babysitting my cousin one time, and we were playing dress up. So she decided to start making my hair. Uh, we were sitting in front of the mirror, and the entire time she kept on looking at something over my shoulder in the reflection. There was nothing there, so after about 10 minutes, I asked her what she was uh, staring at, and she goes, The tall man. He says he wants to play with you. Needless to say, I did not want to play with him. <laughs> I think kids, like, I don't even think the kid really saw anything. I, I don't think know. Kids My kids know. used to talk about the bone man, but I think it was like... <laughs> What's the bone man? Just a bone skeleton man? from, like, Ninjago. They used to watch that one uh, Lego show, Ninjago, and... It was just like a skeleton guys, and I think that's what they said. You know, they said they oh, we saw the bone man. It was like a skeleton. So they just fucking make shit up. Yeah, well, weren't all you, the time? Weren't you telling me that your kids like uh, will tell you things about their life, but it was just like yeah. in an episode. Or <laughs> just like we just watched uh, the Karate Kid, and the, they started telling me a story how they fought their sister, and she like backward flip kicked him in the face. I'm like, we just saw that on the fucking <laughs> the movie we just saw, guys. Right? That was a Karate Kid, right? <laughs> so yeah, they'll tell you. They'll tell you that they did all that shit. Had uh, Mr. Miyagi training them and shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Um, this one says, I was tucking in my two-year-old. He said, goodbye, Dad. I said, no, we say goodnight. He said, I know, but this time it's goodbye. Had to check on him a few times to make sure he was still there. <laughs> that is creepy. That would scare yeah. the shit out of me, man. The next day, the dad got killed in a car accident. Good for him. I'm going to get this guy kid off maybe i'll put the list up here so yeah get that cum eater off the screen <laughs> yeah like looking at the cum eater i like the cum eater he's a, he's a good guy he's is not, everyone he's the same good. though the guy the kid good. just saw a creepy guy in the closet or something probably I don't <laughs> two know. of them I were really read them <laughs> two of them were like the same thing yeah uh, uh. Uh, my three-year-old daughter stood next to her newborn brother and looked at him for a while then turned and looked at me and said Daddy, it's a monster. We should bury it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You want to keep going? Or do you, think, you think they're kind of shitty? Yeah. I thought they'd be funnier. They'd... Yeah, I don't know. I thought some of them were all right. Yeah. Canadian man allegedly found with 51 live turtles stuffed in his pants. Denied bail. <laughs> 81, what did he get arrested for? 51 turtles? There's nothing wrong with that. 51 turtles. Uh, it says a, a Canadian man allegedly caught with 51 live turtles stuffed down his pants as he tried to re-enter Canada from the U.S. <laughs> was denied bail in Detroit on Friday. <clears throat> Following appearance of federal district court, uh, K... How do you even hide that? <laughs> yeah, right? How do you it's fucking amazing. That's a lot of turtles to shove down your pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, what type of big, turtles are they? Like, no, they were like big there's ones. a big market for turtles. The big bulge. That turtle shell makes a big bulge. It's nice. There's a big black market for reptiles. Big black man. <laughs> big dick black. Big dick black. <laughs> big dick black market. <laughs> <laughs> 
It, it says he had 41 strapped to his legs and 10 hidden between his legs. Dude, how were they not, like, scratching at his nuts? Right, yeah, they probably were, like, biting him and shit. He probably got all fucked up. Those fucking things are just, like... I don't even know what kind of pants he had to be wearing to fit that many fucking turtles in it. How many pants? No, what kind of... Oh! Like, he had, like, really big like, pants. Those like, parachute pants like yeah. Hammer used to wear? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous workout pants. Like Joey Botafuco. Joey Botafuco. <laughs> Joey Botafuco <laughs> What rules. a piece of shit that Joey guy Joey Botafuco over here. Ooh. That guy ruled. <laughs> uh, we could do one more thing before we go on break. I, I thought this was, this guy is just fucking amazing. Yeah. I want this guy to train me in, like, martial come arts. Come eating. In come eating. Yeah. This is, like, I guess he's, a, he's like, an instructor, and he's telling people how to uh, deal with, like, a knife attack. Cool. The defense system I have ever seen today that is foolproof and guaranteeable. I like how he just swings it around at everybody. There's not. It's not against the dynamic attack. People teach shit like G-grip and C-grip and that grip and this movement. Fuck that. No way in hell. Because in all of the times I've seen people get stabbed, I've been attacked the knife point a few times, it's never been that. It's fucking big. And it's so savage and feral and brutal. That your mind goes in, into a complete, you got a complete brain fart, man. Literally, it's like, fuck, holy shit. And you can experience, you'll feel that when the knife comes out. Because it's scary as hell. And <laughs> it's treacherous, because even if, if, if you, you grab it, if it's like, depending on you can cut two ways, it's easy to switch hands with a knife. Very easy to switch hands. A lot of times, you know, you grab the knife, and you're boom. And, you know, you're so focused on this hand, you didn't even see me switch the hands. It's fucking brutal. It's the scariest thing. It's the last. I would rather have a guy put a gun to my face like this than pull out a knife on me. And uh, I don't wish it on anybody ever. It's it's a horrible experience. Uh, and I tell people there's there's two schools of thoughts in our industry when it comes to knife defense. Some people say always trap the hand, a weapon hand before you strike. Other people say no 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 strike 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 forget the weapon hand. And the reality is is they're both right. Is that there are times where you have to strike, strike, strike and forget the weapon hand, and then there are other times that if you do that, you're gonna fucking get killed, you have to trap the knife. The, uh, the difference is when you do it. If the knife is anywhere near you, hey, okay, I told you blah blah, blah you know, fucking doing this kind of shit, and now he's talking to you, then you can't just strike. Because if he strikes me here, you might be exchanging a lot fuck, right? Boom! And then you just exchange a sap to the throat or a slice or a palm strike. So here you don't have a choice. You have to drop my weapon hand before you strike me, but you don't want to me to end up as he strikes me because of the back and cut your throat. But if my weapon hand is here, and I'm fucking fire, that's kind of shit. There's, I haven't found anything that's functional against this kind of assault, ever, that's really fully functional. There's stuff that works better than others, but nothing is like 100% functional. We've tried breaking the arm here, smashing it down, knocking it out of the way. Someone with a big uh, fucking Bowie knife like that. This you know? gets funnier. No, I just like how I just think it was cool how he's like explaining it because like oh. I think like I, I can't barely hear what he's saying. Oh well, he's just he's, I just like how the language he's using. How he's just like uh, you know, like he's not sugarcoating or anything like a lot of these guys you would expect to be like sugarcoating it 
or telling you like uh, like he was saying in the beginning he's like you know you got street grip and he's like no they're just gonna be fucking coming at you and stabbing you and I don't know he's pretty much I saying you're fucked really cool if you're in a that, knife like, fight yeah like, he, he doesn't even really give yeah. any like thing on it he's just like dude you don't want to be attacked by a knife ever but uh Pretty much, you need a gun. Need a gun. <laughs> Someone yeah. has coming at you with but, a knife, and you. I just, like, I just liked how he was going. Shoot on, the motherfucker! I just liked how he was going about it. Like he wasn't, you know, like you would expect these guys to be disciplined, and he was just like, "It's fucking scary, man." <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, I guess you, you didn't, you didn't really like that. You just—it was all right. I just thought it was going to be funny or something. Oh, I was no, I just, stabbed or no, tell he a was just funny like, joke or teehee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. I thought there was something great was going to happen. No, I think the whole time he was just explaining uh, that, so I don't know. All right, well, we'll take a break, <laughs> then we'll be back. Take a piss. Yeah. Take a leak, and we'll be back. We'll be back with Johnny, Johnny D. Johnny D. See you. <laughs> Sometimes, seems like we're stuck in our past. It's in the cycle. Other times... Seems like we're just trying to freeze the moment Just for a little longer Of all the things we control, you know Time isn't one of them We're always in a race against time when I started this, I never thought I could be the person I became my own worst critic. When I was wordsmith and I was working it, there was a way I thought that I could be something. Now it's the way I stay alive. Used to dream about shady records, never could have record be with 5'9". This day and I, getting cold on my flow, get you like frostbite. People say what they want to say, but this all heart, that's no lie. Had a friend who went suicide, dried the bottle, proceeded to seizure. Eyes wide, foaming at the mouth. I was in the room, yelling, don't die. When the body went cold, I realized, ain't gonna take shit for Granted, what I've been through, show me times against you. Come and hit you double handed. I'm breaking this works the way I planned it. Taking the gambit, taking my chances. I'll freeze the clock before the sands of time have vanished. Frozen over, this world's been frozen over. From the dreams that never changed, the memories remain and hold us. And it's strange we're growing older. When we were young, remember it was slower. Stop the watch until the second show up. Frozen over, this world's been frozen over. This world's been frozen over Shifting my focus to shine Hoping I don't hopelessly grind Mama told me to open my mind And everything will be alright And I hope she right I'ma just keep writing Made a few jokes in the past About 50 Tyson Ended up with a kid who's autistic This is priceless But this is life shit They say that you can't take None of the money you make Which you will really still go up to heaven With his vices Robin Slim Show Yo, what's up? This is Johnny. What's going on, Johnny? Not much. How are you guys? Good. How you doing? Good. Excited to be part of the show. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you, bro. We were just listening to uh, Frozen Over. Awesome. Yeah, I can hear in the background. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, man? You're in uh, California, right? Yeah, I'm from, uh, I'm from the Bay Area, but right now I go to Arizona State. So I'm actually in the middle of my studies right now. Okay. I actually have like a six-page paper due tonight, so that part sucks. But Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, man. You got a good sound, dude, like that young, hungry sound. I, I love that, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely have that hunger, you know. It's been about like four years, so I'm definitely trying to make it out here. Yeah, man. Are you, You're not on a label yet? 
No, I'm still unsigned, still independent. Um, I, I definitely do have sites on a label, you know, so long as the deal is good. Yeah. Um, I've had a few small-time offers, but um, they didn't really make sense mm. in terms of what they were offering. Yeah. Now, how'd you meet up with Royce? It's funny how that all happened. Um, it was a late night on Twitter. Um, you know, I've been following Royce for a long, long time. A big fan since, like, I want to say, like, middle school. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've been, you know, consistently following him on Twitter and retweeting him and always, you know, like, giving my input on all the stuff he posted. And, uh, a few take note of that, and he retweeted me a couple times. And then uh, last year... Um, you know, it was really at like 4 a.m. in the morning. I saw he was tweeting, you know. So I was just like, you know what? Screw it. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna reach out to him and be like, hey, Royce, you know, like, working on an album now. If you want it. And then my dumbfoundedness, uh, he called me back and, uh, messaged me. And, uh, he was, you know, basically like, you know, hey, Johnny, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, is there somewhere you can move where you might have a better connection? Oh, yeah. Is there any better out here? Yeah. Yeah, much better. Much better, dude. Right. So you just, uh, what would you say, you, you, you contacted him on Twitter and, and retweeted him? On him for a long time, and I've, you know, consistently been retweeting him and reaching out to him. That's cool. And, uh... Yeah, one night it was like 4 a.m., and I saw he was up, and I was up <laughs> writing. I basically said, you know what, screw it, I'm going to reach out to him. And I said, hey, Royce, I'm working on an album right now. And to my surprise, he followed me back and messaged me, and he said, you know, like, hit me with the music, and I sent it to him, and he was feeling it. So we, we worked something out from there. That's fucking cool. Yeah, because I was looking for Royce uh, the one night, and then uh, that's when you, you followed us. <clears throat> What's that? Well, the one night on Twitter, I was looking for Royce, and then uh, you followed us later that evening. That's, oh yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, no, uh, Twitter has a Twitter is a funny way of working, man. Honestly, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people really underestimate the power of the social media stuff. Like, yeah, I just started looking into it. It's fucking awesome, man, for this kind of shit. So that must have been like a really big deal for you, being like a huge fan of Royce to Five Nine. Were you like freaking out when he got back to you? Oh man, it, it was uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was like I was like jumping around my room. I was, I was... That's fucking cool, man. Did uh, and... do you... oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was I was just saying, and after you know, he told me that he'd be down to a record. You know, I was just, I still like a dream come true to be honest. Yeah, like, that's a big goal fulfilled for me. Mm. That's cool. Do you make any of your own uh, beats? Um, I have one of those machines. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. It's called a machine. It's uh, like a beat pad. Like and, an MPC? Uh, yeah, exactly. And I do make cool. beats on that now and then, but uh, I, I mostly rely on other producers. Yeah. Um, like, he's a local guy from my hometown, Joe Bloof, and uh, he, he made the beat. And he's really talented. I work with another guy called Happy. Uh, yeah, he makes beats. Oh, I've kind of just stay connected with a few close producers. Yeah. That, um, do you, have you met any other any other rappers? Like, have you ever met Evidence? 
I have not met Evidence. Are, are you talking about the guy from uh, Strange Music? From uh, Dilated Peoples? Oh, yeah, I think I, I know what you're talking about. No, I haven't, I haven't met him. Okay, because um, your No Stress song kind of reminds me of an Evidence like of an evidence oh, song. Oh, really? Yeah, he got one called like "Chase the Clouds Away." It's really chill and laid back like that. It just just made me think of that song. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Mm. It's fucking cool. Thanks, man. No yeah, problem, definitely. Bro. You know, like definitely got respect for anybody that's there out there really trying to make it because yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Have you been in like any um competitions or like is there anything still around like you know? The Lyricist Lounge or Sound Bombing back in the day? Um, you know, there's a few competitions I've been involved in um, every year. Uh, Say for last year, I didn't get around to it, but I've been doing the Funk Volume competition. So they do a giant, um, basically it's like an online competition where you submit a record over one of their beats with a video. Um, and I got, there. There's overla- there's like thousands of entries and I got, top 500 that one year nice. um and then uh there was team backpack which uh i passed their auditions i don't know if you're familiar with team backpack no um they put on uh live cyphers uh like hopson's been on it is right um so so yeah it's music actually like calico um so yeah, they they've been doing it on like live ciphers. They're they've got a pretty huge following. That's cool. And uh yeah, I was I was actually competing in that in LA uh over the summer. So I dropped the verse for them. Uh it seemed like, you know, judges were still didn't make the top eight, but uh they told me to come back, so I'll be back this year for sure. Nice. Now you said that you had been doing this for four years. Have you practiced before that like have you always wanted to be like a rapper did you used to you know freestyle when you were younger or how did or did it just like out of nowhere you were like i'm going to do this uh it's kind of funny how the evolution process works because uh when i was really young i wanted to be an actor um <laughs> and i just i just kind of liked the idea of you know performing for a crowd uh and feeding off that kind of energy um and then i heard eminem's album the eminem show when I was in like fifth grade, I was way too young to be listening to that. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. That's when I started. Like I, I was an avid listener of rap music for a long time. Wrote a few like crappy poems, but then like I kind of got actually into the idea of rapping. Shit, I was in my twenties when that came out, bro. <laughs> fucking old damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> is that what yeah it's funny I'm, did I'm you is that what you listen right oh now. my bad dude 21 yeah my bad my bad no that's cool <laughs> what um what, what is that what you listen to mostly when you were a kid uh hip-hop and all that i was gonna ask you what your biggest influences were yeah it, it's basically my ipod is basically exclusively rap music um, a lot of people are always asking me like, Hey, check out like this alternative band or this. And <laughs> I'm like, just always studying rap music. So <laughs> that's cool. pretty much all I'm ever listening to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to see that just, you know, coming up too. It was like fucking run DMC and the beastie boys and uh, just seeing how much it changed over the years. And it seemed like a while that they didn't want to, labels didn't want to sign anybody unless they were like, you know, a real thug. They had a real fucking criminal background and shit right 
Right. I think that's definitely changed in the industry. I mm. think you can come from a lot of different backgrounds. Yeah, my friend Tino, um, he, he was signed. Like, he died. He, he just got, like, a record deal. But he was trying to do that. He was trying to change all his rap away from, like, the violent shit to, like, more knowledge, knowledge shit, telling kids to not do drugs and that type of shit. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really, you know, just a reflection of where you come from. Like, I'm by no means from the ghetto, you know. So, mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't try and front on my records. Yeah. Going out and shooting people or something, because that's just <laughs> stuff I don't do. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like so, I like when people are honest like that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not saying, though, that I won't do some metaphors or something off that stuff. Cause yeah. Because it's just strictly about wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long you guys been uh, running the show over there? We've been doing it for about a year. We used to it used to be on a different name. It was called the RBJ show, but then we got rid of one of the guys, and we then we changed it to Robin Slim. And how long's that been, Slim? Oh, like, uh, we've been doing this show, I think, for probably only two months. Yeah, maybe two months. It hasn't been too long. But nice, nice. We're trying, man. We're trying to get out there. Hey, man. Power to you guys. You <laughs> seem to have the right model. Seem professional, so keep cool. at it. Thank you, cool. brother. Thanks, man. Now, I was wondering, you said uh, you're studying in college right now. What are you studying, and is that, like, a backup plan for you, or are you going to – you want to be, like, a rapper with a career? Like, um, So, right now, I'm starting uh, – I'm a double major in marketing and business communication. Um, so, I'm, you know, heavily focused on, like – you know, my major is basically all about, uh, you know, like, shit, I don't know, just business in general and marketing to populations and stuff and segments. And obviously that has some applicability in, in marketing music to people. But, um, you know, I, I work on the side and stuff. I, you know, so got to pay the bills somehow, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, uh, shit, I, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, who's it? Um, is it 50 who owns uh, Vitamin Water? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I I had heard an interview with him, and I just never knew how much of a of like a smart businessman he was. Like till I heard that interview, he's he's fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I I got a respect for people that you know want to drop out and chase music hundred percent. But I mean, in my opinion, there's not there's a rule book rule book that says you can't do both at once. Mm. You know, get educated, get a job, and do music. Like. Yeah. You just got to be able to sacrifice a little more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's like my friend, uh, one of my friends went to that, I don't know if you heard of that um, school in Florida called Full Sail. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard of it. He went there. engineering school? Yeah, yeah, and then he, uh, he, run, he actually runs like his own fucking like record company now. Oh, good for him. I remember when, his first, when he first got an internship or whatever, his first project was working on... Um, Kevin Federline's CD, he designed the cover, and we just busted his balls all the time over that. <laughs> but shit, man, he go. was doing something, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now we actually we really liked your song uh, that you wrote, uh, the Die Hard song you wrote. Mm. was really cool, and I was wondering if, uh, are you like a big uh, movie buff? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, movie buff in general, no, but Die Hard fan, yeah, like Bruce Willis is the dude. Like, he is the man, dude. <laughs> that guy's like the Liam Neeson of our current generation, you know, like of the past generation. That was Bruce Willis, yeah. You know, like, 
just the guy you don't mess with. <laughs> was there any movies that Bruce Willis did that you didn't really like? I mean, I, I think I've seen every Bruce Willis movie. Um, but, no, nah, I've never, like, seen a movie he was in. I was like, this is so whack. I need to turn this off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cop-out. I love that fucking movie. I still I got to see that movie. That's uh, Kevin Smith, right? Yeah, Kevin Smith, Tracy Morgan's in it. Oh, yeah, he is in that movie. It's fucking great. <laughs> What's the one? There's one where he's, like... He's kind of like a superhero almost. Like, oh. Is that Unbreakable? Yeah. Unbreakable. Yeah. 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 That, that was cool. That yeah, yeah I like that one a lot too. That was one of M. Night Shyamalan's better movies. Yeah. It just sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what else? I, I loved him in Pulp Fiction. That was fucking amazing. The fifth element. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all, all the fucking diehards. I think the one, what was the diehard with Kevin Smith? Live Free or Die Hard, that was my favorite. That was the la last one they made, right? No, no there was one after that. Uh, I they didn't release him one which I wasn't feeling too much. Yeah, but... it wasn't as good, but it was still cool. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I feel like sequels, just in general, kind of risky things. Mm, definitely. Like the Matrix, they they screwed up the Matrix hardcore. Yeah, yeah, they de definitely got too far up its own asshole. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did. I didn't get a lot of that. I was so so fucking confused for a lot of that shit. I liked the first two a lot though, but mm, the third the first one... one was great. I think I saw it in theaters twice. Yeah, the first one was awesome. Did you see? Um, I know it's getting off off topic, but uh, did you see? Um, what was that one that just came out? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and uh, my friend can go to the I would ever watch them like because I was like, this has a raccoon in it. Are you serious? <laughs> but um, but you know, I watched it and I mm. actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie. It was cool, man. Going back to yeah, your definitely. Uh, going back to your music, man. How do you go about your writing? Are you constantly writing, or do you just like carry a notepad with you, and when something hits your head, you write it down? Um, so I write all my music basically on my computer and back it up. Um, I have like over like 2000 pages on my computer. So wow. I have a lot. Um, I, tr I try to do about an hour each day if I can. And then if it's on the weekend or something where I have a lot of time back, that, that can go up to like three hours. So definitely stay writing. That's, that's kind of how, how I improve and make sure I'm improving every day. Would you rather write to a beat or write without one? Definitely write to a beat. Yeah. I, I get my inspiration from the beat first, usually. And okay. sometimes I'll have, like, an idea that pops in my head, like, oh, I want to write about this. But I'll never have, like, a full verse written out and then try and, like, stamp it into a new beat. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do the same thing. I write shit here and there, especially for the show. I always try to keep paper on, on me when I'm, when I'm just walking around, you know, at work and shit. I'll, I'll just jot shit down. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I... That's that's all on my iPhone. Usually, I'm like, oh, I have this idea, and then I'll just put it down on my phone, look at it later. Yeah. Do you have any other? Uh... Oh, oh, sorry about that, man. Oh, go that's ahead. cool. Oh, go. You you go first, and then I'll I'll go. I was just gonna say, sometimes I think about like writing things down on the paper, but then I'm honestly like afraid of like, what if I lose that, you know? So. <laughs> and sometimes I write shit, I, I I write so sloppy, I can't even read it. I'm trying to figure it out it's like fucking hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some book I was reading by Eminem, um, and he said he had like a whole 
notebook full of rhymes and it like stolen or lost. Ooh. So oh, man. I always think about that. I'm like, that's mm. not happening to me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. I was going to ask you, like, do you have any other uh, passions that you work on besides rapping, or is it just strictly rapping? Uh, rapping is basically my primary passion. Uh, I do want to write a book. That's something I wanted to do, like some kind of like fantasy novel or something, but like more mature, like Lord of the Rings. Right. Uh, so that's something I've been wanting to do um, for a while. Um, I want to start my own company. Um, I have a lot of ideas. I just need to figure out how to translate them. But definitely like entrepreneurship, I guess, would be kind of another passion of mine, even though it kind of ties into the same thing. Oh, wait, I had something and then I lost it. I um, always had the worst ideas for businesses. Like, I just wanted to open a store with nothing in it but, like, me just sitting in a beanbag or, like, <laughs> just a company that you would hire to fuck shit up. Like, you know, you, you hated the guy and he died, so I'd go to the funeral and then, like, get in a fight with somebody and then throw them into the casket. That type of shit, you know? Just being a real asshole. Some styrofoam peanuts on someone's front lawn. <laughs> go, going back to how you said you want to write, like, a fantasy novel and, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff, do you read a lot? No, I actually don't read much at all. Uh, I just had to read a book today. I had chapters today of this book called In the Air. What's it called? Into Thin Air. Okay. Um, it's horribly, basically, like two people. One of them, the guy that wrote the book. It's pretty intense, but uh, I'm only reading that because class is kind of making me yeah. do it right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> how I feel. In general, like, I have a pretty extensive book. Like, I know how to write essays pretty well. You know, like, I originally went to school for journalism, so I know I can write well. But in terms of actually reading novels in my spare time, I'd honestly rather do other things. Mm. And so I am. Somebody sent me a book a few weeks ago that we're going to have on in a couple of weeks. I haven't even, I haven't even picked it up yet. I, I just hate reading. <laughs> yeah, it's it's time consuming, and yeah, sometimes a movie is just a better way for me to you know let my brain just relax. Yeah, I feel like I feel like books are like a mentally taxing thing. You know, you got to focus. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Got to pay yeah. attention. It's... Got to picture the world in your head. No. Yeah, too much work. Yeah. Got to picture yeah. what each character looks like as soon as they they introduce the character, so you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? I mean, like all those movies, like the majority of them start out as books, so you got to start out somewhere. Yeah. Have the script written out. Exactly. Oh man. What are we? I guess we'll go to break. All right. All right, Johnny D, you know what? It was great uh, talking to you. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we definitely want to have you on again sometime. It would be great as long as you're cool with that. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff? Okay. Yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks for having me, guys, by the way. Thank um, you, man. The uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash. Johnny D Music, J-O-H-N-N-Y-D, Music, one word. Um, that's also my Instagram, uh, my Twitter, and YouTube is slash the Johnny D Music, so just put the in front of it. You can find me on YouTube searching Johnny D. Uh, check out my new song with Royce of 5'9", called Frozen Over. Search 
Johnny D, Voice of Five Nine, Frozen Over, and you should be able to find the rest of my music. And to anybody listening in, uh, let me know what you think of the music. I'd you know, be happy to connect with you guys. Cool, man. My friend Chris, actually, I just wanted to throw that in. Uh, last week at work, he downloaded your latest uh, mixtape. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks for showing him that. No problem, dude. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, keep it up, man. You're doing a great job. You definitely got some skill, dude. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, guys. Keep in touch. Let me know when you want to do something else. Uh, happy to link up again. All right, brother. Take care, man. All right. Catch you guys later. Later, bro. Wanna play no stress? Oh yeah, we can play no stress. I was just gonna say that was good, but it was awkward at times just because like I thought you had a bunch of things written down, so I kept looking oh, at you. Oh yeah, like, that's why I gave you the you thumbs have up more kind of to ask your question. You had yeah. good ones too, man. Yeah, man, he was cool. I liked him. He was really chill. Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely have to keep in touch with him. Yeah, let me bring up the YouTube and I'll play uh, his song No Stress. Next up, Jay Sizzle. I gotta piss. Yeah, me too, man. Let's cross streams. Cross the streams. Yeah, man. You like should never, Ghostbusters. ever, ever cross streams. It's the only way to beat the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. This one was a no stress? Yeah, I like that one. I, I love the... Um, the All right, guys, this is uh, Johnny D, No Stress. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we will be back in a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. Marshmallow Man was definitely the funniest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> I got bills I gotta pay, chillin' by the bay A young boy wishing he would win the lottery Scheming on the plan for this man and little world I remember only thing I stressed about was getting girls That was back then, this is different now Success over sex, that's all I think about Coming home, but I still got no record deal Tell mama it'll happen, yeah, like I bet it will No cheddar still, spent on plenty bills Lack of sleep, got me feeling I'm like Benadryl Tired of speculators saying that I'll never sell a meal not so rap died, I'ma reinvent the wheel Pencil in on a Johnny, it's an next for real The architect, I rise still, now let it build I don't pop a pill, but look, Molly, you need to chill Just another ex that left and said to get for real No stress I ain't stressing over nothing, I'ma get it when it's coming in This is what I tell him when I tell him that it's nothing I'm like, don't stress, don't stress, no stress I ain't stressing over nothing, I'ma get it when it's coming in This is what I tell him when I tell him that it's nothing I'm like, don't stress, don't stress Some blow that paycheck on a bag of cess Others sit the club and buy a bottle, bring a guest I was in the studio just trying to catch a breath Figured fuck it, I can rest when I'm finally facing death Left around five, drove around the city in my 96 infinity That's dead at the facade, I'm revving up the ride Feeling better energized, and laying back at the pad So I call it enterprise Stand me down when I arrive The type of look that says I wish you get a real job Bitch, go choke on bananas and peel off Ever since I started rapping, you know that I've been a boss I got big visions, owning part of yards under bay bridges Until then, I stay with it I'm still kicking your door down with ill rhythms Listen to the piano, it's like it heals tensions I'm like, no stress I ain't stressing over nothing I'ma get it when it's coming in This is what I tell him when I tell him that it's nothing I'm like, don't stress I ain't stressing over nothing, I'ma get it when it's coming in. This is what I tell him when I tell him that it's nothing. I'm like, don't stress, don't stress, We're gonna play a little Jay Sizzle now. He's supposed to be calling in. Uh, his song is called I Got It. And he said this is about rewarding yourself after you achieve your goals. 
Sounds deep, right? <laughs> Balls deep. It's 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 fucking terrible. Jay Sizzle. <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> listening right you should now. be calling in. Sounds like he made this fucking thing on a Casio. <laughs> what the fuck is a Casio? A Casio <laughs> keyboard. It's like the preset bullshit. Y'all already know who y'all is. Getting money. Getting money. Y'all up. Ain't letting nuts stop. Them brand new shoes, yeah, I got it, I got it. That new Nike suit, yeah, I got it, I got it. Rolling on them 22. You got it. You got it, I got it. You got it, I got it. Go fuck it, pull the money, man. I got it, I got it. You pull it in my stomach, man. You ain't tripping, keep it pimping. Oh, yeah, I got it, I got it. You got it, I got it. You got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. This is actually better than any crap he's got on YouTube, and that's bad. But the stuff on YouTube, I think he's just busting it out real quick. Oh, yeah. Like that 52 week challenge. Yeah. We gotta ask him about that. See what that 52 week challenge is all about. The rap challenge. His Facebook game. <laughs> Motherfucker's late. He was supposed to go four minutes ago. Oh, God. There's like a minute left in this shit. I can pull the money, you got that? It's about achieving your goals. Got it, I got it. This is good, you don't like this? I like this. I love it. I got one, dude. Oh, that's yours. My girl with the C-section scar. A stolen car. Basketballs. <laughs> Big dick and watermelon. I got it. Explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Do ya? Stupid. Dicks in my mouth. Balls on my chin. All right. I'm stopping that. I'm going to message him, I guess. Yes, what's going on? Because. What are we going to do uh, for 30 minutes? I don't know. Call Johnny D back? I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I'm kind of scared.
kind of worried right now. And uh, we'll just take a 30-minute a break. <laughs> he's being a real typical fucking radio edit. <laughs> oh, well, you got that story, so we could do that. What's that? The radio edit. Oh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Uh, yeah. That's front page of the Daily News. Saturday, September 27th. NFL player raped me, then played. I guess the guy raped abroad and then played the fucking game. And uh, yeah, what do you expect him to do? Exactly. What else oh, is he supposed he to do? Like... Was he supposed to rape you and then go cry about that he raped you? I, mean... don't cry. I don't know what he was supposed to do. But that just reminds me of that one friend we had. What was her name? Radio edit. Right. Yeah, and she got raped by the Radio edit. police department, and her mother was cancer and raped, and then she had a mentally retarded son named Radio and, uh, yeah, hey, he works at Radio Edit. I miss that lady. She was a good lady. I miss you. Radio Edit. <laughs> oh, man. What is this, man? This guy bl blew us off? I, I just sent him a. I, I didn't realize I didn't hit send on the message, but I just did that. I said, You call him, man. Did you give him the right number? Is he calling the wrong number? Oh, uh, Send that again too. I'm pretty maybe sure I said that. I know. Maybe show's not big enough. Maybe for him. blew us up. Maybe got on Arsenio or what was that other clip we watched with the lady? What show was that called? Oh, swag I don't know. News or something? Oh yeah, it's Swag <laughs> TV. He got on Swag <laughs> TV. <laughs> maybe he blew us off for a big Swag TV interview. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Let's see if I can find him on Twitter. Maybe he's just fucking passed out from gin and juice. That purple drag. I think I found him on here. Or is... Maybe he's watching and it's just like... These white... These guys are dicks. These crazy fucking white boys. Nah, that ain't Jay... That ain't RJ Sizzle. I found RJ Sizzle on... on well, let's fucking... get him on then. He, he's let's a white him. guy with a beer. Let's get replacement Jay Sizzle. <laughs> I'll follow him. I don't give yeah, two Yeah, follow fucks. him. If he follows you back, message him. Be like, you want to call our show? <laughs> One person unfollowed me. I guess that's what's up on the other Jay Sizzle. Two people follow me and one person unfollowed me. Ladies... Where are the naughty pictures in my inbox? <laughs> Not to brag, but I make food stick to non-stick pay. He's a dumbass. Yeah, I would <laughs> also talk to him, though. I don't give two fucks. We need an interview right now. <laughs> Somebody call. I got a message. I don't know. I think it's the same one. I think just because I didn't click on it. What's that noise? This is going great. <laughs> I love the live crickets, man. Yeah. I'm eating. What the fuck? Why ain't this dude calling? Mm. Ten minutes late. Well, I screw it, right? What, what do we got? I I, I made. Uh, I wanted to go back to the, we were talking about that cum well, eater earlier. Yeah. Do you think it would be cool to suck your own dick? Like that's is that gay? Yeah, it's probably like jerking off. Like if you come in your mouth, that's bad. But but if you just you know you yeah. you, you suck your own dick, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I would do it every day. I would masturbate, and then I would suck my own dick after I was done masturbating. What, uh, well, this, uh, we could also play that, that, that thing, um, you know, that, there's a guy, uh, what's Pete's friend, Frankie Two Steaks, he fucking, you know, he, he fucking, 
emails us all the time. He calls us. He tries to derail, you know, uh, interviews and shit like that. He's a good egg, is what they call him in the industry. And uh, he emailed me the other day, Frankie Tube Stakes, and he was like, you know, who are you having on this week? And I sent him links to all our, all the guests. And Jay Sizzle, he made a diss track for, so we could play that. Yeah, I, I want to hear uh, Frankie Tube Stakes. Cause uh, what, what's the guy do? He does like a. What's it? Uh, every week he comes out with a rap song. It's called the Rap Challenge or some shit. And yeah, so Frankie Tube Stakes made a diss track to uh, to Jay Sizzle. We could play that. I was hoping. And to play then, it and live then can we talk him. about the mother that uh, was driving with her five month old baby in the trunk? In the trunk. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> you don't have a car seat. It's what you're supposed to do. So this is uh yeah Frankie Tube Stakes diss track to Jay Sizzle. Frankie Tube Stakes, FTS motherfuckers. Jay Sizzle, your style's like a drizzle. I'll chew you up and spit you out like grizzle. grizzle. Got you locked in the target for these missiles. missiles. Blow your head. It's just a bunch of weak scribbles. Your style's outdated, like snail mail. Got your bitch leaving snail trails, ripping out of weaving fake nails. Rap challenge, more like crap gallon. The bloody shit, you're a hangnail, I'm a talon. Your rap's crap, you're nothing but a fizzler. You're fruity, dude, like a bag of Twizzlers. You cheap fuck, your beats suck, you chiseler. You should change your name to Oscar and start living in a trash can. Maybe try punk rocker, cause your persona's fucking trash, man. Now go and drink some vodka, and come up with a game plan. Motherfucker. <laughs> Frankie Tube Sticks is nasty, bro. He don't pull no punches. That was good, man. I like that. He's fucking awesome. Jay Sizzle heard that, and that's why he backed I out of the interview. just sad that I couldn't play it for him. Like, I was hoping, you know. <laughs> he would, like, write something, you know. He's probably great at freestyling. He might be raping a girl and playing a football game. We don't know right now. We don't know what Jay Sizzle's doing. <laughs> He's not getting back to my email. That's what he's not doing. So that's two that have blown us off. The one guy actually hung up in the middle of the interview because he said we sounded muddy, and Real this guy is just not shit. even talking to us. Nah. What uh? What were we gonna talk about? Oh, uh, did we have something? You I, said I it. Know. Oh, the the woman uh, with the baby in oh, the trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good story. Heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> Clicking on it right now, huh? Yeah, I'm finding it. <laughs> She's a nappy-headed hoe. Dude, you're gonna get us fired. From what? <laughs> Your living room? YouTube. <laughs> Shit. I wish. That'd be fucking publicity. Who was it that photos. got fired for that? Don, Don, Don Imus. Donos. This mom was driving with a five-month-year-old baby in the trunk to avoid getting a ticket for not having a car seat when police pulled <laughs> okay. over Breonna Watkins during a traffic stop. They popped the trunk and found a crying baby laying on top of a pair of hedge clippers next to a gas can. What? She didn't even, like, put a fucking bed in there for the <laughs> baby? She was on a pair of hedge clippers. There's also a link... <coughs> What well, I don't understand is she realized that the ticket she's going to get for having the baby in the trunk is way worse than what would have happened if they just pulled her over without a car seat. She now she's going she's gonna to lose her she kid. She thought it was better. And she's probably going to be in jail. Mm. Stupid. Good for her. Why do stupid people have kids? Plenty of them do. Stupid fucking bitches. <laughs>
Well, let's see. Let's see. Child abuse charges. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. One mom faces child abuse charges after police found her five-month-old five child in a vehicle's trunk during a traffic stop. Blah, blah, blah. 19-year-old. Yeah, she's fucking stupid. When stopped, the deputy heard a crying baby in the trunk. Uh, according to an arrest report, the child was laying on top of a pair of hedge clippers and was surrounded by dangerous objects, including a gas can and other debris. Watkins told authorities <clears throat> she asked her form 14-year-old passenger to slide the baby in the trunk through a backseat panel because she didn't want to get ticketed for not having a car seat. Who was the 14-year-old passenger? Her boyfriend? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Watkins remains jailed on $7,000 bail. It wasn't known whether she has a lawyer. I, 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 she doesn't have a lawyer. She's going to get a public defender. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking dumb cunt. You know why Jay Sizzle didn't call us, right? That was his broad. He's trying to get her out right now. <laughs> he was the 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jay Sizzle. Well, no, I think he bailed out because we, we told him that one time to call in. And remember, I uh, I opened up the email so you didn't see it. And you booked a different guest in his place. So now this is like his revenge nah. for having to rebook him. Could be. Could be. Did he get back to you? No. I don't think so, unless I gotta refresh this. Well, at thing. least we got the crookets. And just listen to that. I like crookets. Yeah, no, he didn't he didn't get back. What a piece of shit. Oh well it's actually like eight fifty, so we could like you oh, know, yeah. bullshit for another two minutes and then take our last interview of the night. Take a break. Yeah. Yeah, we could take a break. Let's take a nice big fifteen minute break. <laughs> I gotta finish my sandwich too. Um What uh We turned it around though, that was still good uh I think we did. That was uh, fucking good shit. We could play uh Frankie Tubesake song one more time. Yeah, let's, so we go to break. Jay Sizzle, this is what you missed. Yeah, man, I was hoping you and Frankie would go back and forth or something, but once again, we're disappointed in you, Jay. This is our uh, Pete's friend Frankie Tubesake who made a diss track to you, Jay Sizzle. You can come back if you want. On the YouTube. Frank Tube Stakes, FTS motherfuckers. Jay Sizzle, your style's like a grizzle. I'll chew you up and spit you out like grizzle. Got you locked in the target for these missiles. Blow your head. It's just a bunch of weak scribbles. Your style's outdated like snail mail. Got your bitch leaving snail trails, ripping out of weaving fake nails. Rap challenge, more like crap gallon. The bloody shit. You're a hangnail, I'm a talon. Your rap's crap. You're nothing but a fizzler. You're fruity, dude, like a bag of Twizzlers. You cheap fuck, your beats suck, your chiseler. You should change your name to Oscar and start living in a trash can. Maybe try punk rocker, cause your persona's fucking trash, man. Now go and drink some vodka and come up with a game plan. Motherfucker. Buddy. What's up, guys? Robin Slim Show. We are back uh, waiting for another person to call us. Robin Slim on Facebook. Robin Slim on YouTube. Robin Slim on Twitter. Call in 1609-891-8896. Call us. We're here. We're here for you, the people. Uh, let's see if I have anything I could uh, fill some time with. 
We got a lady calling in. Her name is Georgia Wood Woodbay Woodbine, something like that. <coughs> and she wrote a book, How to Attract the What? How to Attract uh, the Right Man into Your Life. The it's a, rightest it's a, man, I think. I I think it's just called the Right Man. I looked yeah. into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but we're yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, it should be interesting. Like, it, it's obviously a book targeted towards women. Uh, to... What's the broads? How to attract the rightest man into your oh, life? Oh, it's how to attract the rightest man into your life. Yeah. Is that a word? I don't think it is. I think it's a bonics. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> but Slim Show. Hi, it's Georgia Woodbine. How are you? Good. How you doing, Georgia? I'm doing great. Okay, Georgia. Now you're a um, a motivational speaker, right? Right. And you wrote a book on how to attract the right man into your life, I believe it's called? Absolutely. Okay. What should a woman do to attract the right man? Well, there are a lot of things a woman should do. I mean, that's what we're going to be discussing today. Um, the first thing is finding out who she is and what she wants in a man. Because I think a lot of women are so used to dealing with old baggage of old relationships that they keep repeating the same mistakes. So the first thing is finding out who you are, what you want, and how you're going to get it. It's interesting, you, it's interesting you say that because I've always noticed that with girls where it's like every single guy they go out with, it seems like the same guy. It's like he's going to do the same things to you that the other guy did. And it, it's just, that's crazy, you know. Right, it becomes like a, a, you know, like a pattern, a bad pattern. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I talk about that stuff in the book, too, about, like, what, how to change things, because if you want to see something different, you got to do something different. And, no. you know, that's really what it's about. Do I, you, I have a lot of goofy stuff to talk about. Do you, do you think girls just do that because, like, that's what they're attracted to, so they need to change, like, what they're attracted to, basically, then? Well, I wouldn't say that's necessary. I think it's what they're used to, and I think people are comfortable with what they're used to and when you know when you're used to something you're going to keep repeating it because it feels good for you, you it's like a, it's like a security blanket but when you start doing things differently it's a little bit scary because you don't really know what to expect and it's really out of your comfort zone so I mean I don't necessarily think it's like because that's what they want to track I think it's because it's something that they they know and that they they're used to Hmm. That's interesting. I almost feel like that applies for like a lot of things in life too. That people just uh, are in their comfort zones with things and don't go out of it. And it's really all about getting out of your comfort zone with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Now, what Absolutely. do you feel is the most important thing in a relationship? Like material things, or well, you know, one of the most important things is, of course, friendship. Because if you don't have friendship in a relationship after the sex is gone, mm. what do you have? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. It gets to the point where like. The honeymoon phase is over, I feel, and you're more companions than, than anything else. Exactly. And you want to feel like when you're in a relationship, you want to feel like I want to spend the time with this person, not like I have to. You don't want to feel mm. forced. And, and you want it to be natural. And that's why I say it's so important to leave the sex out in the beginning because you don't really know if you like somebody or not. If, if you have sex too soon because you're too emotionally attached to the person. You get too emotionally involved. But when you're friends, you get to see the true colors and you get to see this is somebody I really like just spending time with, even when I'm not intimate with them. And that makes a big difference. Being a guy, I kind of disagree with that because it seems like if I befriend a girl 
and we become close friends, eventually it's just they don't want to date you anymore because yeah, you're in that you've like, been friend too long. zone. Yeah, know? and you just get friend zoned. <laughs> Not necessarily. I think <laughs> I don't think that's true because I think that you know women are attracted to men that are very confident, and if you do decide to become a, a, a woman's friend. She's going to appreciate that about you and that you're not really trying to force her into something or that you're looking at her in that light where it's like, you know, women think or guys think that, you know, female to male can't be your friend. But if you start spending time with this person, they start seeing that other side of you, then they're going to become emotionally connected to you. And it goes for women and men. I think the best relationships are those where you're emotionally connected because, it's something more than what you see on the surface. And for it to develop into something stronger, it has to be something more. Now, I, I saw one of your other interviews, and I liked what you said um, to see how the guy acted around his family and his children, and, and that was mm -hmm. a good way a good way to see what he was really like. Of course, because when, when people, when you first meet a woman or when a woman first, first meets a guy, it's their representative that shows up. So they want you to look at them a certain way. They're going to put on a certain type of act to make you to feel like they want to impress you. And when you get past that honeymoon stage, as I call it, you know, when you meet somebody, it's like all about and trying to impress this person. And then you start getting to know the person. It's like, do I really like what I see? So... You, you have to, that's why I say it's so important for the friendship, because if you don't get past that stage and you get intimate and you get emotionally involved, now it becomes a thing, even with the guy, okay, how am I, how am I going to break up with this girl? How am I not going to, um, you know, how, how am I not going to hurt her feelings, you know, without her thinking I'm trying to use her or vice versa for the woman? So that's why I say it's important. And I know sometimes it's hard for men to do that because they're so... They're physical beings, and it's about the physical, and that's what a man first sees in the beginning. But, I mean, for it to be something that's long-lasting and something that's going to develop into something stronger and have, like, a stronger foundation, it has to start out as friends. So now I'm just a little confused to what you're saying is um, do you mean to say then that you should agree to be in a relationship with somebody but keep the sexual element out, or are you saying you should be friends with somebody first and then if you guys are comfortable and hit it off, then call it a relationship? I'm saying, exactly, I'm saying the, the latter. I'm saying it, be friends with someone, don't rush it, don't label it, don't try to force it. I'm saying let things fall into place, be friends with somebody, enjoy that person's company, and, and not put any pressure on either person and see what happens. That's what I'm saying. But isn't that going exactly to be what I'm saying. Isn't that gonna be hard for the people, though, if, say, say I befriend a girl and I try to go about it that way, right, and she starts just you know, seeing other guys and having sex with other men, then aren't I kind of just a loser in it all? Well, maybe you picked the wrong girl. Why would you say you're the loser? Because you feel like someone else is, like, you're spending time with the girl and doing all these other things and she's giving it up to somebody else. Well, all my all my friends would think I'm a loser if I'm hanging out. Oh, we, yeah. We, we call, we call hey, that... You call that the gay friend, you know? That's <laughs> You'd be the gay friend. And we would all bust your balls. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I don't put I don't put all the blame on the men, but I do believe that as women, you know, we also have to give the good guys a chance. I think sometimes women get caught up into, like, a man's physical appearance or how much money he has in the bank or how much assets he has. And... These are also things I talk about in the book where women have to eliminate those things and focus more on a guy's characteristics 
opposed to, you know, the, the, the external tangibles that they think they can get from this relationship. Because I always say it's like you can't attract what you're not going to become. So if you're broke and you, you're not trying to change your life and you're not trying to you're not aspiring to do things for yourself, how can you expect to get that from the man? So, you know, become what you want to attract. And you can't just put all the pressure on the men and say, okay, you need to do this, you need to do this. And they're looking at you like saying, but you're a mess. You know, so it's a two-way street. You know, women have work to do, too, on themselves. It's not just the men. You know, it's definitely a two-way street. Okay, yeah. Well, what happens when you get, like, you've been in a relationship and you kind of just get in a rut, you know, things just seem boring or whatever what's a good thing to do then well it's so funny you mentioned that because i did an interview the other day and and i was talking about they were talking about you know what happens when a woman has a good man and she cheats and i said well apparently there's something missing in that relationship because if if, if the juices are not there anymore something's missing and you don't have that attraction that you initially had Obviously, if either something is missing emotionally, you know, someone's missing something, this other person's making this person not feel good about themselves. So it's something deeper than what they think it is. It's something missing from that relationship. And communication, you have to communicate with the person you're with. If, if you're having sex with this person, you don't like something or you would like something, you need to communicate that. If you like to go certain places and you like to travel and you like to explore, you have to voice it out to this person that you're with and not feel like you're going to offend them because what happens is you start to harbor all these feelings and then this person feels like they're neglected and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, he's not doing this or she's not doing this. So, you know what, I'm going to go with my girlfriend. I'm going to meet a guy. Okay, he's not showing me attention. And now you're looking for a void or something that's not being fulfilled. <clears throat> and that's why you start to feel that way. Okay. So uh, what I'm kind of getting from uh, what your beliefs are then is that because like I've been told a lot from uh, my friends and you know other guys and stuff that I I'm too nice sometimes and that I got to be mean to girls and that's why girls won't date me because I'm not mean enough to them. But what you're saying is <laughs> that's that that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So, so so if a girl so if a girl does fall for a guy that's being mean to her, it's her problem because that's something she needs to fix. It's not you know. Listen, the woman that falls for the guy that's mean to her means that she has personal issues. It's not you. Got it's issues. her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's her. It's her problem. Because, and, and this is another thing I put about the book, you know, you got to give the nice guys a chance. I think that a lot of times we as women tend to compare the old guy to the new guy, as you mentioned earlier. It's like, okay, well, this guy used to do this, and okay, this new guy's not doing that. But, you know, it's really not about that. It's about, okay, what do we have things in common? You know, I always talk about, like, there, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there that's married to somebody else's soulmate. And what I mean when I say that is that they got together, they got intimate, they had kids, they got married, they got into this relationship, but they never really took the time to get to know one another to even find out their mm -hmm. likes and dislikes, or even if they enjoy doing the same thing. So you find that there's people in relationship for years, and then they find out that, Wow, I don't really like you. Yeah. I, mean, I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's bad, but it's very true. Now, are there women you know, out there that like to get hit and stuff? Because 
Sometimes you just hear. Why would you say that? No one likes to get hit. No, because I. What's this guy's name? What's this guy's name that 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 just uh they just uh oh, he just lost his contract with us all these endorsement companies because he hit his woman in the elevator that, and she uh, later Ray, on married him. That was Ray Rice. Rice. Ray, yeah. Rice. Right, right, right. Yeah. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. I, listen, I don't think women like to get hit. Okay, just let me clarify that. I think that women that are in abusive relationships are are scarred women and they a lot of times they, it could be one or two things either they afraid of getting out of the relationship or it could be that they think this man's really going to change and that's another problem that women have when they get with guys and they think that okay he's going to change for instance if you meet a woman and the guy says to the woman listen i'm not looking for anything serious you have to take that literally you can't think that just by having sex with this guy he's going to want to be with you yeah. You know, I talk about it in the book. Like, don't think that your sex is going to make him change because he told you initially he's not looking for anything serious. Now you're pissed off because you know that he's talking to other women, but he told <laughs> you that from the very beginning. So how can you be pissed off? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of women seem to want to change a man or, or something like that. <clears throat> you can't change a man. I mean, a man is set in his ways. It's like, you know, you cannot make him become what you want him to become. He's going to be the way he is. I'm not saying that men can't grow and they Mm. can't become better. I do think that, you know, if a man meets a woman that really touches him deeply, that may make him want to become better. I'm not saying change into a completely different person, but I do think the right woman for a man can make him, you know, blossom, can make him become a better person. As an individual and as a couple, I think that can happen. So it's really not about, you know, going into something thinking, okay, I I can change this person, I can make this person better, but they have to want that. And, you know, like the whole thing about attracting the right man is about finding out who you are as an individual, knowing who you are, loving yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, you think you're going to meet somebody that's going to make you happy, that's going to make you have this feel-good feeling, <laughs> you're fooling yourself. <laughs> because you're going to be walking around miserable. Slim loves himself a lot. <laughs> he loves himself way yeah. too much. Because, well, only I have to love myself because I'm too nice to girls to get anyone to go out with me. <laughs> Well, that's the first step. You're halfway there. If you love yourself, then, it, you know, it's not about you looking for this relationship to complete you because no one should complete you. They should they should compliment you. They shouldn't complete you. You should come into the relationship complete. You know, it's not, okay, well, you know, I'm now, you know, this person's going to fit the pieces together because if you, those pieces, a lot of times people have issues from childhood. People have issues from past relationships. People have, you know, all types of baggage that they have that they bring into relationships. And if you don't deal with those before you try to find that woman you want to marry or that man you want to marry, then it's just going to be a revolving door, just like that door. Just keep going around and it's just moving. But it's not moving anywhere, but it's just keep going in the same direction all the time. Yeah. Hmm. You know? So, you know, women definitely need to start reevaluating where, you know, where they're looking for these men. Because if you're saying that you want to attract the right men and you keep going to clubs to you're going to meet your husband, mm. then that's a problem. Yeah. That's not a good you place know? to meet anybody. 
Well, I mean, you if you're looking for a one night stand, I mean, you tell me. Why don't you tell me what are guys what are guys looking for? You tell me from a male's point of view. What are men looking for when they go to a club? Just sex, are pretty much. Yeah, 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 just pretty much sex. That's what I would think. I never did that. I mean. I think I think a bar is a little different. Like, uh, uh, being a guy, I'll go to a bar to try to meet girls, you know, because we don't mm-hmm. Cause have many... Because talk op- to yeah. people at a Drunk bar. Girls. And, uh, drunk girls. Drunk girls. <laughs> 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 now, where would you recommend people to go to, to meet other people? Like, do you think they should yeah. meet each other on the internet? Should you date people you work with? Or should you be going out to a bar and trying to meet someone? Well, the whole thing I talk about is, like, I, it's not about seeking. I don't think you should seek or look. I think you should attract. I think we all have the power to attract. So I think you can meet somebody if you go to the coffee shop. If you're carrying that energy where you're approachable and you, and you want to attract this person, I believe that they can come to you. So it's not so much about looking or, or seeking or, you know, looking out for this day. It's It's more about... The, the energy that you're presenting, saying, okay, I'm ready to attract this woman, you know, that I'm looking for, that I want to have. It could be in the library. It could be at the bookstore. It could be at Starbucks. It could be at the gym. It could be, you know, just strolling down in Manhattan. You know, it's not about seeking. That's the whole premise of this book. It's about attracting. It's not about seeking because what happens when you seek something, a lot of people, you know, look for things that they want, but it's not necessarily what they need. Hmm. That's a very interesting thought. And I, I yeah. kind of feel like um, that it also has a lot to do with people need to actually get out and do stuff. Because a, a lot of guys, you know, they don't uh, go out enough or don't actually go and live a life. Like, they'll just, you know, sit home and play video games or, <clears throat> you know, work on a silly podcast or so, or something like that. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, and so then when we do want it, so then when we do want to go and meet a girl, we think, oh, I probably should go to the bar. But what you're saying is you should be active in the outside world and going <clears throat> out and doing things. Doing things that you love to do, because when you're out doing things that you love to do, you're happier, You and that energy vibrates through you, and people are attracted to that energy. So basically I'm saying, do the things that you love to do. Don't think about, you know, okay, I got to have this woman near me, I got to have this woman, you know, I got to have this type of girlfriend, I got to... Do your do the things you enjoy. And be enjoy yourself. living life. You have to enjoy life. And yeah. when you're at that place, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you attract things that you never thought possible. <clears throat> That's good. <clears throat> where, where where are you from, Georgia? I am from New York. Okay. Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Dirty Jersey, the armpit right below it. <laughs> so now, what made you decide to write this book on uh, why do you want to, you know, teach women how to attract the right man in their life? Well, first of all, let me tell you guys, I don't teach what I don't know, and I don't lead where I don't go. So this book basically was birthed from my personal experience, being single for 10 years, um, looking for Mr. Right, and I realized I shouldn't have been looking, that I shouldn't have been, you know, look, attracting, not looking yeah. or seeking. And 
you know, I'm successful, I'm independent, and, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm good looking. And I kept saying, what the hell's going on? Why can't I find this guy? <laughs> like, you know, I was thinking at one point that I was too intimidating to guys, and I couldn't, like, attract somebody because I was just too intimidating. But I realized that, you know, I was, you know, I was comfortable in my own skin. I wasn't going to change and make myself become a dumb blonde to, <laughs> you know, to make a guy like me or change who I am to make a man feel better about himself. You know, I just said, you know what, this is who I am. You know, if, if a man wants to accept me the way I am, he will. And if he doesn't, he won't. But, you know, I got to that place where I was just happy with me. You know, I would go out alone. I would go have dinner by myself or a nice glass of wine or a nice Italian meal. And I felt good, even though I wasn't sitting there with a guy. And I think sometimes women do tend to settle and they'll just go out with a guy that they're totally not interested in just to have some company. And I totally do not recommend that because you are wasting your time. <laughs> So were you like were you like going out like by yourself or did you go out with like groups of friends? I sometimes I went with groups of friends, sometimes I went out alone. You know, I think that whole experience of enjoying your yourself, enjoying being with yourself is so important. It's like yeah. going on a date with yourself. Yeah, I've gone to movies myself, you don't enjoy people like your that's company, weird. What? I, I've gone to movies myself and a lot of people have thought that was weird. That's not weird at all. That that you are totally comfortable in your skin. Yeah. And I you know, I've done that many a times. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that cannot do that and I think it's more of the majority. Yeah, that that's what I that. think. That can't do it. <clears throat> now I also wanna know is when you were going out and stuff, did you have men like approaching you or um like how how did you meet Mr. Wright? Did he approach you while you were out on one of these, you know, enjoying yourself or did you have to approach Well, I got to tell you guys a story how I met my Mr. Wright. Because my Mr. Wright, I've known him for 15 years. And we just got married in July of this year. Wow. Congratulations. So, That's awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I've known this man for many, many years. But I didn't know he was my Mr. Wright because I didn't see him. You know, I didn't look at him in that light. And that's my whole point, you know, with the friendship thing. Because... Sometimes you think somebody's just your friend, but you don't understand that that's going to make the best possible partner for you because if you're best friends with this person, you know this person, you know, you you accept this person with all their flaws, all their, you know, bad and good, then, yeah. you know, it, it, just, it just makes a great pair because there's no... You know, there's no expectations or there's no preconceived notions of, okay, well, you need to be this or you need to be that. It's like I accept you for who you are, and that's basically how I attracted my Mr. Right. I was in a place in my life where I wasn't even looking for a relationship at the time. I was just like, okay, I'm just dating. And, you know, I had my son at a very young age, so I didn't really get to date as, you know, like I should have. So when my son got older... I said, I want to start dating. So I started just dating and going out, you know, just meeting different people. And I was just totally comfortable with that because I never got to do that. But then, you know, there was this one guy that I told you I knew for 15 years. And we started spending a lot of time together. We, loved, we both love live music. We both love Broadway. We both love just being in the outdoors. We both love nature. And we just started spending time together. And it was just fun. It was just fun. We would go out, we would laugh, we would talk, we talk about people. 
and there and, and there was and there was uh and there <laughs> I like that. Yeah, um, that's cool though that he was there all along. I like that. Exactly, awesome. exactly. So <laughs> that made it so much more easier, and you know, in a in a in a, in a good way, not in a negative way. Talk about people, but you know, sometimes yeah. when you're somebody, you're totally comfortable with that person, and you're yeah. like, What's that guy, uh, you know, you could kind of like really like express yourself and not feel like, okay, this person's going to judge me because yeah. I said this or I said that. <laughs> so, so then with. With him, when you guys were just friends and hanging out a lot, there was no sex, or did you guys? No, no sex. No sex. Wow. Not in the beginning. Did he like try coming on to you in a sexual way, and you told him no, or no? Of course, of course. <laughs> <he did. laughs> and he stuck around. That's good. Most guys would yeah. be out. <laughs> of course he did, but but I have to tell you, as a woman, what I respected most about him is that he respected what I wanted. And because I kept telling him, this is not what I want right now, you know, I just want you to be my friend. And he respected that. And, you know, he may have come on to me sometimes when we were out drinking or whatever, but he totally respected that. And he never crossed that line with me. He that's respected cool. how I felt. And that's what made me develop those strong feelings for him because I said, you know what? This guy loves me so much that mm. he might, you know, he wants to get intimate with me. He wants to be with me. But he just, he's just so content with just spending time with me and being with me that he's putting that aside and saying, you know what, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but I'm going to respect her space and what she wants. Was, was and he, that's kind of what attracted me. Was he sleeping with other girls while he was just being friends with you or no? He was. Well, like, I totally told him it was okay. You right. know, I said, you know, <laughs> we're friends, you know, if that's what you want to do. I mean, I understand they have needs. I'm not going to say, you know, that's like being selfish to tell me, okay, you're just my friend, but you can't sleep with other women. I mean, you have to be honest with yourself, be honest with that person, and say, okay, I understand you have needs, but this is not what I want right now, and I really enjoy spending time with you, and I really want to get to know you, and be upfront with the person about what you want and what you don't want. And I totally was like, okay, if you want to see other people, that's fine, you know, because I, I didn't really feel like we were seeing each other. I felt like we were just hanging out, and that's the term I would constantly use that I talk about in my book. Never put labels, never put a label on it, just, we're just hanging out. That's what I say all the time, we're just hanging out, that's it. And I think sometimes men are attracted to that with women, because sometimes men are so used to women throwing themselves at them and saying, and so desperate for a label, and I want to be your girlfriend, and texting you all the time, and wanting to know what you did, where you went, who you were with. I think that it's a refreshing to a man when a woman's comfortable in her own skin, and she's not chasing him that becomes attractive to a man. So now do you think that like this method uh, will work for everyone? Like you think everyone can do this, that they could be friends with somebody and then eventually turn it into a relationship or? I, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying that's what worked for me. I think mm. that's the best way. That's why I ended up married today. I'm saying if you're looking for something serious and you're looking for something long-term, of course, this is not for people that's just looking to, you know, you know, have flings or one night stand. There's some people that's totally comfortable with that. There's some people that don't want to get married. There's some people that they just want to have experiences with different people. So, of course, different strokes for different folks. But I'm hmm. talking to the people that are looking for something more meaningful, something looking for something of substance, looking for something that um, that's valuable to them. And that's somebody that they know that whether... 
I, I have my makeup on or I look good today or I don't have my makeup on and I look like totally busted. <laughs> You're still going to love me either way, <laughs> you know? So, you know, different strokes with different folks, but this is really for people that are really serious about attracting that right person. Okay. So that's why I say it's attracting. It's not about seeking. It's always about attracting. And, and not just relationships. I'm talking about everything. You know, you can attract whatever you want, whether it's the job you want, the finances you want. I mean, it's all about what you believe you can have. And if you don't feel you deserve it, you'll never have it. So do you think that a guy should just make as many female friends as he can and not really think, like, uh, I'm going to sleep with this one or that one, just think, like, I'm going to have as many female friends as I can? Well, I think it's really impossible for men to do that because right. I don't think they're built that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's very, and you know what, it's okay because, you know, I, I always tell women in the book, if you want to connect with a man, connect with him emotionally and you'll never have to worry about if he wants you or not because when you connect emotionally with a man, that's what really attracts a man. It's not just a physical thing, because men get tired of that. It's not It's not just, okay, good sex, because you can have good sex for months and months and months, and then all of a sudden the guy's like, okay, all right, well, what else is there? So, you know, I mean, it's just really just going out there, meeting people, and being upfront about what you want and what you don't want, because not every woman you want to have is just a friend. There's some women that you're looking at and you're like, okay, I really want to sleep with this one. <laughs> so, you know, right. I mean, you have to be honest with yourself and you need to be honest with the person and, and not mislead the person, especially men that do this. And I'm not saying all do, but I think the majority do with misleading women to make them think they really want to get serious and then all, the only thing they're looking for is to get laid. So, you yeah. know, men need to be up front and women need to be up front and stop playing games. You know, that's another chapter I talk about, you know, about playing games, you know, game elimination, you know, why people play so many games and, you know, okay, why can't people just be up front about what they really want? Okay. All right, uh, Georgia, it was really great talking to you. We had a yeah. lot of fun. Um, why don't you uh, tell the people where they can find all your stuff and then we're going to let you go, okay? Thank you very much. They can visit my website, www.georgiawoodbine.net. And I'm also starting a new online talk show. So I want you guys to definitely um, check that out. And you can go to my site. It's going to be on uh, my YouTube channel, which is Georgia Woodbine. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited about a lot of things I'm doing. And if they want to get a copy of the book, again, they can go to www.georgiawoodbine.net. All right, Georgia. Awesome. You take care. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. Much. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye. That that was actually like a lot better than I thought it was going to be. She was, she was really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, man. she was a cool chick. I'm glad I decided not to blow that up. Yeah, no. Like I said, <laughs> you can do whatever good. you want, but she I thought lot, she was going to be good. Made well, a lot more sense than the than any of the. <laughs> But it's tough because I still just ben, don't. What was that guy like? Lucario Lu oh, or something. Lucario, it's a Lucario. He stunk. But it's still, it's still tough. And I was trying, like, I asked her, and you know, she answered. But it's tough because, like, being a guy, all girls don't feel that way, and it does really seem like, yeah, that you know, like it just. I, I can't just. I feel like if I go and start trying to be friends with a bunch of girls, I'm just going to be friend zoned by. But every she's single saying one of them. That, that those broads aren't worth it. That those... Right. That you got to find the girl yeah. that wants. If you want a serious relationship, then you need to find a girl that can take you as a friend and turn it into a serious relationship. 
So <clears throat> she was cool. Yeah. I actually really liked. I'm kind of mad that she didn't invite us to be on her talk show. She, she might. Could've, she could have invited us. All right. Um, <laughs> Slim's pissed off. I'm all angry. All right, guys. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna ch- take a break here. Kind of figure out what we're gonna be doing next, and we'll uh, we may or may not be back. See. What's up, guys? Robin Slim Show. We are back. We just got turned down for an interview by a psychic. <laughs> he, well, I guess what happened, Rob? You were the one I emailed uh, him back and forth. Yeah, I was just tweeting out real quick to Johnny. Just afraid you're going to make him give a demonstration. Thank you, Georgia. But, um, yeah, let me get my headphones on. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> Brad. Blah, blah, blah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fuck. Yeah, well, I asked him, you know, hey, Brad, we do a live internet show every Wednesday. and was wondering if you'd like to be on. And he said, thanks for the invitation. Would I be able to see your website? So I sent him the links, and then he said, Thanks for the offer, Rob, but I don't feel that we're an exact fit for the kind of interviews I'd like to be a part of. But thank you anyway, and wish you all the best with your show. Thanks, Brad. Brad Johnson. But, you know, I said that. I said, um... I, I said, you know, we do serious interviews. Like, we do some good interviews, like... Yeah, I don't like, like, and all the, like, all the YouTube clips we have off of the interviews, all the interviews are good. I don't know if it's just the vibe he doesn't like, that we're too calm. Yeah, we're... Because, you know yeah, what, he knows that, that we're going to call him out on his shit, because I don't yeah. believe any of that psychic shit, and he uh, doesn't want to have to deal, either that or he just thinks we're going to make fun of him. Yeah, which we probably would do. We're just, <laughs> yeah. I wanted him to contact Brandon and see what he's <laughs> doing in the afterlife. But uh, he, he was one of the featured guests. Well, thanks. What kind of guest. what kind of like things did he do? Like, what was his psychic ability? That's what I'm trying to see. Him make on. things float. Why don't uh, we just I'm call? Him? Where, where's his number? What's his name? Let me get his number. Brad Johnson. <laughs> like, is this Brad Johnson? <laughs> that Radio would be great if we got talk. his number and just called him. I'm, I'm just trying to see the, the. I feel offended now that he doesn't yeah. want to do our show. Expert. Psychic, channeler, healer, spiritual teacher. He's a channeler. Yeah. <laughs> so, what does that mean? He takes sticks in his ass. Or? No, that means that means. Oh, dude, okay. check out his picture. Can you see his picture? On, let me see his picture. Look how ga he is. <laughs> uh, he's got his he's, hands full. I don't know what he's perfect for our show. I don't understand what the issue is. He'd be a perfect fit. A channeler means he thinks he can. Talk he to ascended dead people. Oh, I thought that was he, he was a sloppy party bottom. <laughs> he could talk to angels. <laughs> yeah, touched by an angel. Where did the angel touch you? You know, oh, his penis missing. <laughs> tell, tell him that we're going to tell the world he's a oh, fraud if he doesn't do an interview is, with us. He is the founder of his own healing method, oh, body God. regeneration healing, a certified. Yusai Riki, level three instructor, a remote viewer, Riki. a skilled intuitive reader. Of the Angskick records through www.consciousmatrix.com. <laughs> Brad is devoting his life to sharing his sharing the wealth of his learning through the Universal Conscious Connection. So how come he doesn't do it on this show for? Because uh, he's, he's afraid. Fraud. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. Guys, he's Brad like jo- Brad Johnson is a fake. He's a fraud, and John the only way. Edwards. <laughs> You're a real John Edwards. He's a real John Edwards. Unless he does their show, then I'll take that back. But until he does their show, anyone ever seen that? Uh, he's a fraud. That he's South Park stanker. episode with John Edwards. Yeah, didn't they call him a douche? <laughs> the or biggest something? douche. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's worse than Jay Sizzle. 
You ever see uh, that the James Randi clips? James Randi is this guy that goes around like disproving psychics and stuff. And there's one of this guy uh, called James Hyrick who used to go around like bending spoons on live TV, and he was really popular. And James Randi challenged him. What James Randi does is he does this challenge where he gives anybody who has who claims to have abilities. If they uh, submit to testing, like laboratory testing and stuff, if it turns out that they really have magical abilities, he'll give them like 10 grand. Yeah. And nobody has ever gotten the money, and he adds to it. But he uh, did this one where he disproved this guy, and it was so fucking funny. This guy claimed he could like move pages of a book. So yeah. James Randi took a bunch of like styrofoam because he said he's just blowing. And I'm going to prove it. So he takes a bunch of styrofoam and puts it down there. He's like, okay, try to move the page without moving the, uh, the styrofoam. And the guy gets down, and he's getting, like, all into it. And he looks up, and he turns to him, and he's like, I can't do it, man. The, st mm -hmm. the, the static uh, electricity is uh, causing my powers to be blocked. <laughs> I say Brad Johnson is worse than a slow computer. I say <laughs> Brad Johnson Good is worse than a radio edit. I don't know why it's not playing. It's not playing anything. Oh, not oh it's because oh, I'm, I'm now. Boo. Oh, because you saw the Pantora. That's why I shut the volume. Okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What is For Brad the record, Brad Johnson is worse than a... Radio Brad Johnson is a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. Oh, they're all fucking <laughs> fakes. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, Rob, do you believe in, like, any of that stuff? No. No, me neither. Bullshit. I used to. I believe in Skype. <laughs> and the Rob and Slim show. And true love. And fairies. And fairy godmothers. As depressing as this is, there was a time in my life where I really believed that stuff, and I tried to develop <laughs> psychic abilities. Oh, that was funny. I used to rip on him so hard for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know all those remote real. Yeah, remember you tried stuff. to give your uh, your your cousin a reading in the car, and I kept on <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we calling? Radio Gold. Radio Edit. <laughs> I got a number that years ago I saved it in my phone. It was to report human trafficking. What? Yeah. This was actually in, oh. I don't know if it was at a rest stop I was at or, you know, just on the highway. We like, know a real Radio Edit that can, uh, that we can. Call my, uh, We should have given that number to. Call my divorce lawyer. Your divorce, divorce lawyer? Call Lenny. Is, is the divorce lawyer a cool guy? He was crazy, man. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I have anybody cool enough to talk to. My friend Ralphie. <laughs> this is good radio. <laughs> I hope that gets picked up. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can call Roy. Boy, he's boring. <laughs> there you go. We can call the rat. You want to just call the rat? Call the rat. <laughs> we can see if Gots is on the air. Do they do like a night show? Yeah, it goes all the time. I'm bringing up my numbers to see who I got. I'm calling the rat. Ah, oh, it's busy. Oh, man. They must be giving away a Jeep or a Jeep 
Grand Cherokee. Still want to call Bill and ask him about his alien wife. Who's Bill? Bill, the car dealer. Oh, <laughs> the yeah, they shut down. Work. They shut shop down. <laughs> his, his alien wife didn't fucking Let's make call it. Uh, David Dusak. Oh, his right. alien wife mutilated him. Let me bring up the number. <laughs> she shoved one of those meat pounder hammers up his asshole. <laughs> and ripped it all out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. How much like plastic surgery do you think she got oh, done? Oh my like, god, it, way too much. She spent continuous... a lot of the profits. Probably the first twenty thousand cars he sold went into that. Yeah, I'd have to say <laughs> a lot of fucking car payments went into that fucking broad. And her fucking awful it's, eyes. It says dusk, but because I can't uh, spell. <laughs> Dude, those. That woman had some problems. Just lizard-like eyes. <laughs> I wonder if she had hemorrhoids. Does plastic surgery cause hemorrhoids? No, but I wonder if she like skimped on that surgery and just got the face done. She just, she just didn't think that mattered. Hello. Yellow. Yo, is this David Dusak? <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're on the air. You're on live. Hello, everybody. What's up, brother? <laughs> I'll be right back. I got to piss. Why haven't you been on my show, man? What's going on? Come on, we booked you like two oh, weeks ago, and show. you didn't show up. Christian show. Why haven't you been on Christian's show? <laughs> <laughs> on Christian's show. Hollywood yeah. Christian show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I kind of had some stuff going on. Like what? Like drug issues or like, you know, uh, were you raped? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of rape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's understandable. Rape then. was a big part. What, uh, what happened, man? I heard you left that, uh, you had a good thing going for you. You heard that I had a good a good thing going for me? Well, you told me you had a good thing going for you and you left. Oh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, that, that band thing kind of didn't work out <laughs> very well. What, but, was, uh, what was the issue with it, man? It sounded like they were uh, pretty big, right? Lady problems? N no, no, I, I don't know. It, it was just, uh, I don't know, it was some bullshit, but... <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I, I just wasn't expecting to be on the, on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, the classic cold call, man. We just pick a number and we call. Drug problems. <laughs> and rape. Tons of rape happened rape. this week. Rape. We, uh, we talked to a Smoke guy. Drugs, no problem. <laughs> we talked to a kid earlier who's a rapper who just did a song with uh, Royce to 5'9". Do you know who Royce to 5'9 is? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, he did. A, he like released a song with him. He was like a pretty cool kid. Yeah, he was. He's awesome. young man. He's like 21, but he was a cool yeah. dude. Yeah, well, man. Uh, Johnny D. Johnny D. Yeah, man. Check him out on uh, YouTube. He's got a lot of good tracks, man. He had uh, another song produced by one of the guys from Mob Deep that was fucking awesome. <clears throat> Sounds good. Sounds like you're getting some good guests. Yeah, man. It's all that Twitter, bro. That Twitter is big. Yeah, we also had this guy. He was really great. His name was uh, Jay Sizzle. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> our, our our good Jay friend Sizzle. our good friend Frankie Tubestakes. We have this guy that calls the show all the time. His name's Frankie Tubestakes, <laughs> and he uh, he kind of likes to blow up our interviews and stuff like that. Well, he you know called Rob or emailed Rob, 
and asked him, like, uh, who's your guest this week? And Rob told him, so he looked up Jay Sizzle, and, and uh, Frankie Two Stakes thinks Jay Sizzle is a terrible rapper. So <laughs> Frankie Two Stakes sent us a song. A diss track. Yeah, this track that he wrote for uh, Jay Sizzle. We're actually going to play it for you right now, since Jay Sizzle oh, didn't awesome. get to hear it. Thank you. No problem, bro. Thank you. Two Stakes. FTS, motherfuckers. Jay Sizzle, your style's like a drizzle. I'll tear you up and spit you out like grizzle. Got you locked in the target for these missiles. Blow your hands, just a bunch of weak scribbles. Your style's outdated, like snail mail. Got your bitch leaving snail trails, ripping out of weaving fake nails. Rap challenge, more like crap gallon. The bloody shit, you're a hangnail, I'm a talon. Your rap's crap, you're nothing but a fizzle. You're pretty, dude. Like a bag of Twizzlers You cheap fuck Your beats suck your chiseler You should change your name to Oscar And start living in a trash can Maybe try punk rocker Cause your persona's fucking trash man Now go and drink some vodka And come up with a game plan Motherfucker <laughs> I think Dave said it sounded like Rob <laughs> Why would you think that? That doesn't sound like Rob at all. That's Frankie Tubesticks. It's Frankie Tubesticks. <laughs> He's Pete's friend. Scott's He's dead. That's your talent right there. <laughs> he never called us, bro. He he's garbage. Jay Sizzle. Yo, did you get did you get that that lady who uh that was walking around Walmart? Oh, well, yeah. Radio, yeah. Radio, radio edit. Radio edit. We, we can't talk about that. We're and not now allowed. We're, now we're gonna have to like edit that out. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You're gonna get us sued. You know? Oh, okay. We talked to. I'll call. I'll call you like and tell you the story about radio edit. Oh, radio um, edit was a. Epic okay. fucking yeah. town. We'll talk about it on I the could, air. I could tell him about radio. We'll, edit we'll talk much. about radio edit eventually, but we yeah. think radio edit might be listening to our shows. Oh, radio uh, edit! If waiting. you're out there, you're a radio edit. Radio edit is, I think, really wants our non-existent money. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I don't know who you're. I meant that Chinese lady. <laughs> <laughs> that Asian cunt. <laughs> She's Wait, dead. There's a Chinese lady now? <laughs> I guess. That sounds like Pete. <laughs> yeah, Pete's, Pete's on, on a mic. Pete's here. He's he's kind of part of the show, but not really. He just kind of like ate a pizza for half intern. of the show. <laughs> Wait, you just had Pete on to eat a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, live on the air. Now, Pete's kind of like our stunt guy, too. We're, we have. Do you have any things you want Pete to do for a stunt? Maybe we'll, let's, do a, let's come up with our, our very first Pete stunt right Ooh. now. Look, very we, first Pete stunt? Yeah, what's going right. to be the first Pete stunt? You just don't come. Uh, no. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave before you that. say that, let me ask you something. Do you think it is gay for a man to eat his own cum? Yeah, it's kind of gay. Uh, <laughs> good. So there's, do we. There's this kid on the internet who did it, and he says he's not gay. He, he just, just needed the money. He needed the money. There's no logical time to do that. Like, even if you were starving to death, it wouldn't help you. Like, <laughs> Little boy blue, he needed the money. Oh! <laughs> All right, so go on, Pete Stone. What do we got? What, Pete? Yo, have him, uh... I don't know, eat some hot peppers or fucking paper cut and lemon juice and I don't know. Paper cut. <laughs> I want I want to do a Pete the DJ where I'm going to put a Craigslist oh. ad up for Pete to be like a DJ. That's I'm gonna, good. I'm going to get him booked, but we're gonna he's going to get booked for some shitty party and we're going to make a mix for him and it's going to be a really awful mix where like one of the tracks is going to be two minutes of just like raindrops. Frankie Tubes takes. <laughs> nah, you got to, yeah, you have to have Pete go into a public bathroom 
and stick his foot in the toilet and then take a picture of it and then tag your show in it. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually pretty good. Oh, man. We also want to do uh, trick-or-treating for uh, beer and pills. Yeah, where he goes around with his ID and he shows everyone he's legal, so. (laughs) (laughs) I figured around this town he'll definitely get some beer and who knows. We'll do it live on the show. Yep. Yeah, that's legal. <laughs> it is. That'll be funny. <laughs> Can I get a beer? What am I going to do with candy? I can't eat candy. I have diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Dave, you uh, you a baseball fan at all? Uh, no. All right. Me neither. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, we were talking about uh, Derek Jeter earlier because Rob's kind of into baseball. I actually had to get, I had to call my stepfather to have him on the line to discuss baseball with Rob because I don't know anything <laughs> about sports whatsoever. Yo, the one thing I do know about sports is I have Derek Jeter's uh, gold foil uh, signature rookie card. Wow. And, oh, sell uh, that shit, yo, man. That's hot. He's that's gone. Awesome, He's dead. Dude. He died. He's not the, around anymore. It's the tops one. Yo, the tops gold foil one from like 92 or 93 or whatever. Wow. So, like, I'm hoping that that goes up in value. Yeah. I would think so. I got a couple things that got like they made a it's like a beanie baby called uh, Salvino Bammer, and I have Jared Derek Jeter's. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, they give beanie it out baby. of games, and I got some like medallions. The New York Post put out like they they were cool. But besides that, I, I don't have too much. Dave, where are you with the girls nowadays? <laughs> All over them. <Damn. laughs> yeah, <Is> that yum. <laughs> <laughs> We just learned that, uh, we learned earlier that what you got to do is you got to befriend a girl and you got to be friends with her for a couple of months before you guys like go into a relationship and have sex. Um, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> well, that was from an expert, man. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was cool. I'm not going to yeah, say anything mean. She was awesome. <laughs> She was awesome. Were you friends with her for three months? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny. We need you in studio, man. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. When's the next show? Next week? Yeah, man. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Who? Uh, what do we? Who do we got next week? Do you know? Oh yeah, I just closed. Ooh, the let's book. go over the booking now. Well, let's see. What is it? October? October? Yeah, we got, well, uh, okay, October? Robinson. We got David Dusak in studio next week. That's we're confirming that right now, live on the air, right? Live on the air. David Dusak in studio. He's going to bring his guitar. Nice. <laughs> to Michael, we got Norma. That I got to read. Oh, Norma, book. cool. Uh, Xander. Oh, Xander Demos. Oh Demos. wow. Oh, that's going to be awesome because we're going to have another guitarist. Yeah. Who's going to call in? Oh, Dave, dude, he's pretty fucking cool. Guitar he sounds like battle. An '80s guitarist, kind of like '80s metal guitarist. Do you want to play some oh, of this stuff now? You want to have a guitar now? battle on air? Oh, we should. That would be cool. And then we got Sadie, that actress from uh, what's it, Wrong Turn Six. Oh, okay. Yeah, she seemed cool. That actually seems like a good lineup. It seems yeah. like everybody for that is good. Yeah. Jamichael's cool. This guy, Jamichael, he seems really neat. He's going to talk to us about chief culture. Dave, what's chief culture? What is what? Chief culture. Chief culture. Chief culture? What, is he, is he like Native American? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like pop culture type shit. Yeah, I think it's like sports okay. and shoes and stuff. Uh, Sports and shoes and stuff. Yeah, a lot of Nike. That's pretty cool. A lot of Nike talk. Nah, he's a cool dude. Very. I'll cool have dude. to Google that. Yeah, man. I'm gonna look up right now uh, some Xander Demos. We're gonna play some of his. Stuff. I like that Boys of Summer remake he did. 
that Don Henley song. Is he on uh, YouTube? I would. I have him right here. I'll just pull up one of his songs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because I'm not even connected. I so. ripped the uh, CD to my computer. I like this. We're prepping for interviews live. He had, um, I like the one song. What was it called? Uh, White Knuckle. White Knuckle Driving. That was a pretty fucking cool song. I'll just play it. Cool. And he's the guitarist? Yeah. Dave's gonna guitar battle this guy live. That sounds alright. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's how I can hold video game, right? I think I made Matt, Matt at work a copy of this. I have to see if he can listen to it yet. Cool, pause it. Or shut it off or whatever. Um That guy's coming on the show or is he calling in? He's gonna call I'm calling in. in. But uh they, oh, cool. he's one of the guys that we uh booked through uh Michael Strover, who like everybody we've booked through Michael Strover has been a great guest. Yeah. Like we had a a Canadian uh, acoustic guitarist. I guess like he did like solo stuff. His name was Folk Ed singer. Roman. Yeah. He was amazing. He was like really really cool. He was awesome. And then we talked to like this Swedish country singer Hicks. He was fucking cool too. So so far uh, this guy hasn't let us down with yeah, his people. Man. He did us right. And we got you know what guys too. I might as well mention it now. Uh, or you can play the clip for it that we actually have autographed CDs mm. from these guys that we we want to give away as prizes. Oh, nice. Nobody wants our prize. So basically what you do is if you can call into the show and uh, either join in on a conversation and really add something to or act like, act, uh, ask a really good question to one of the people we're interviewing or just call in and give us a really good story. And if we like it, we'll send you a CD. Uh, we have books. We have autographed books and stuff like that. Yeah, man. So. Robinson's prize closet. Robinson are coming out of the closet. The prize closet, motherfuckers. Call in with your best stories on whatever topics we're talking about. And maybe we'll hook you up. Also, maybe if you lazy fucks can put your dicks down long enough to call in with a good question for one of our guests, we'll hook you up for that too. Robert Slim's prize closet. Just like us, it's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we also, we should play our Malmix uh, sponsor. We have a couple sponsors too. Oh my god. We have, uh, we're sponsored. We gotta play these at least once an episode, you know? We That's got, right, or we're gonna lose it. We're gonna lose it. We're sponsored by uh, Snapple. New from the makers of Snapple. Made from the best, uh, stuff, the best on stuff on earth. What Robin Slim. <laughs> Robin Slim. <laughs> You're sponsored by Meow Mix? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's Damn. my favorite. That's big time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when, when are they going to send Sammy? Uh, uh... Robin Slim! Comes in two varieties, original and seafood middles. A medley of mackerel, tuna, and crunchy centers bursting with seafood flavor. What a rabbit fam! Tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. They ask for it by name. <laughs> so uh, I, I heard uh, you and uh, D Dave and Pete are starting a band together. Oh, yeah. How's that going, guys? I heard you guys got an awesome drummer. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had one good practice. 
Yeah, yeah, we had that 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 practice we did the other day was was pretty good. What kind of <laughs> what kind of music you guys gonna do? Well, we have I I have two ideas actually. The one the one we did the practice we did was a uh, was a punk band. We're, so we're just gonna do one of those list trashy punk bands. But me and Dave, we want to do a. Uh, we we I, I I like who was that guy that used to throw poop at people? You want to do? Oh, that it was like, like G.G. Allen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like the murder <laughs> junkies, yeah. <laughs> and what was the other thing that you were gonna do? I was suggesting to Dave that we should get a uh, just do a cover band, you know, to make some, you know, you extra should, cash yeah, you, I agree. You guys side. should do cover band. What you kind should of do cover? Jay Sizzle diss tracks. Did, <laughs> <laughs> should play Jay yeah. Sizzle's diss track. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like the chase sizzle. What is that? Do you agree with both of those, Dave? Those the Pete's ideals, or do you have like something else that you want to work on? I mean, yeah, like we're. I don't know. We had one practice. Like we tried, like yeah. just seeing how everything kind of worked out. So you know, we still got to build everything. Like yeah, we like doing our own, uh, like you know, punk music or original stuff. But you know, covers is how you make money. Mm. Yeah, it's it's true. It's. Yeah, you guys could easily get, like, at the uh, bars in town, they always have, like, on Saturday nights, they have guys go in there, like, guys your age that will just go in there and do cover songs. That's the way to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, all over the place, especially yeah. South Jersey. Yeah, you beat Pete could do it. You got uh, you got to get yourself a bigger band, obviously. I mean, then again, I don't know. You probably could do just a guitarist and a singer and probably do a couple well, of things. We'll do some jams when uh, he comes in next to... Next yeah, week. we get to hear Pete sing. Rob, Rob hasn't heard Pete sing. Pete's gonna sing live. Good. Nice. All right, then Pete, we gotta schedule a practice. <laughs> you yeah. Get ready for this. You yeah, can do yeah. your cover. You could start your cover, the the Dave and Pete cover band, Ooh. live on the Robin Show Slim live debut. Robin Show Slim. Well, Robin we, Show we Slim. <laughs> we can work on a. Uh, we should make a Brandon song. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> You know what I've noticed, Rob, is an episode has not gone past. We've done seven episodes. There has not been a be episode where you have not mentioned Brandon. I miss that kid. We got to get the old team back together. That's why I was trying to get the psychic on to conjure up Brandon because he's in the afterlife right now. Yeah, we, I, we I just want to. We have to mention that he's a conjugal part of the show. Brad Johnson is a fraud. He's and a, a fucking dick. And a dick. He's a psychic. And uh, Rob psychic. Psychic. <laughs> psychic. He has powers. He like does healing and stuff. And Rob <laughs> messaged him for the show and then sent him the links because he was like, "Oh, I need to see what the show's well, about." You see, guys. And then he emailed us back and he's like, "I don't think I fit your show. Your show is just you not see, good for me." Guys, you're not gonna ask the questions that he wants to be asked. Yeah. He realizes that we're not. He suckers. was way too loose for our show's dick. Is what he was saying. Heals <laughs> people. Yeah, he heals. Any channels, yeah, high, but obviously, heals, obviously, he's a scam artist because if he was for is, real, yeah. he would go on any show that he had the opportunity to go on. Exactly. But he's a scam artist. He knows that we're going to uh, to expose him, so he doesn't want to come on our show. Expose so him and ourselves. Hidden camera, and you got to search him out in real life. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna try to find his number and cold call him. Google <laughs> it. Out there. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Do it right now. I bet you you could find like he's he probably has his number out there. We're gonna get Brad Johnson on the phone with David Dusan. <coughs> <laughs> Brad Johnson. 
Google. There has to be somebody listening who knows Brad Johnson. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Degrees, Hook us up with Brad chemistry. Johnson, guys. You did a couple years in jail with a guy. Whatever. <laughs> Just give us a call, <laughs> asshole. Exactly. Ask your friends about it. <laughs> Good time for touching little boys. <laughs> Dave, are you a man that believes in uh, supernatural abilities? Uh, yeah. Like, like with your mind, yeah. Like what kind of what kind of things do you uh, believe in? Bending spoons with your asshole. <laughs> yeah, basically like the spoon with the ass thing. Uh, <laughs> maybe like. How you supposed to say? No, like I'm like not much. Like, uh, I think like you could have like your spider sense. Like you could like sense that something's about to happen. Like yeah, I've always felt yeah. Falls on you. Yeah. I like, also think that that's intuition though. That that still like goes in with just your brain programming. Uh, that like certain things have patterns to them. So if something happened to you earlier in life and the signs of that thing coming again show up, even if you don't see it consciously, your mind is warning you like, hey, this is going to happen again, you know? I don't think it's anything supernatural, though. I think it's more of like a brain thing. So you don't believe in the supernatural? No, I think it's all bullshit. You've never seen a ghost? Nope. Well, I was raped by one. <laughs> See, I, I disagree of, on the whole supernatural thing, but I, I don't think there's anything magic about the supernatural. I just think that you think it's science with what they're the yeah. Well, I think with what they're finding that there's you know enter your void. This is one of his videos. There's dark. <laughs> this is Brad Johnson. You know, Let's yeah. do an hour of Brad Johnson. The dark matter universe and <laughs> we, the anti. We're gonna have two. We're gonna have two videos up this week. One by Robin Slim talk to Jay Sizzle, and the other one's gonna be Robin Slim talk to Brad Johnson. <laughs> ConsciousMatrix.com. Enter your void. Spread <laughs> your cheeks. That sounds sexual. Yeah. Hello everyone, Brad Johnson here. And in this I'm going to be doing some conscious matrix communication flow. And oh yeah? going to be talking about... He's going to rap? He's talking out of his butthole. Transcending. Wait, is this the psychic or the rapper? The psychic. psychic. We're interviewing him right now. Knowledge. 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 He seems... I don't know what he's talking about. He seems great for our show. And that is basically going to transcend it into the idea of understanding. Oh, so wow. So we're looking at the aspect He wrote of knowledge. knowledge on a chalkboard. symbolism. Damn. He's good. Of a vast ocean. Vast ocean. Knowledge will always be there. <laughs> there will always be knowing. There will always be thought. There will always be expression. There will always be experience. He's got an eagle on his shirt. To feel that... Oh, he's just on squiggly lines on a on a fucking on a marker board. That means that's squiggly lines. That's magic, man. Yeah, that's all the spirits flowing into him, and all the dicks and cum. Is there any videos of him channeling an angel? I don't give two fucks. Oh, ever seen these motherfuckers? That they all use the same. Oh, he's a dick. With a vein. That's the Milky Way vein right there, bro. You know what? I think Brad Johnson is right. He's too grody for our. He's a Peter Puffer. Let's look into conscious self. The conscious let's self. Let's look into the purity oh, of the self. We, oh, this is a 21-year minute. 21 minute. 21-year <laughs> 20, minute. Piece of shit. I'm not We're, playing what it, You don't want to listen to Brad Johnson for 20 minutes? No. What's he going to draw? Shit squirting out of that dick? <laughs> That's all he's got there is a dick on a fucking marker board. Uh, all right. You want to wrap up, up, brother? Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This uh, was another episode of the Robin Slim Show. Robin uh, you can Slim, find us Robin on uh, Robin Slim. Slim on YouTube. Watch Robin us live every week Slim. from seven to eight. Facebook, I mean, seven Twitter. to ten. 
Eight uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. PM. We'll see you next week with David Dusak in studio, who will uh, yeah. be the de- debut of the Pete and Dave cover the band. Pete and Dave show. The Pete and Dave cover band. And uh, we got a bunch of great interviews we're looking forward to next week. So, yes. Take care, guys. See you. Bye, Dave. Love you. Bye. David Dusak Project. That was cool.